real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. Can you say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Hello there, kids. Welcome. Sorry for a couple minutes late. We're operating on Los Angeles time today. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin, we welcome all of you new followers, all of you everyday followers, all of our cultists who join the show every single day. It's a new cult, and it is now, according to sources, deep within the Twitch community. When it comes to investing in innovation, trust the experts. RoboGlobal provides laser-focused investment portfolios that deliver access to robotics, AI, and healthcare innovation globally. The HTech portfolio captures the technologies transforming the medical space, providing unique exposure to best-in-class companies. Investors, turn to this diversified approach backed by research from the experts. Learn more today at RoboGlobal.com HTEC. Community. Who's calling now, Robin? Your mother? Who's calling to start the show here? I have no clue. But obviously, I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> exactly. It's probably spam again. Probably some Niger... No, the Nigerians aren't doing it anymore because they don't have to. In the meantime, welcome everybody. It's Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. It's the quickest sensation spreading around the nation and around the world. And we want to thank everybody for finding out, telling your friends, sharing the show, following the show, subscribing to the show. We're here every day, Monday to Friday, 1 to 4. <clears throat> and today, fashionably late. Is being late still fashionable? It used to be the big deal. Like, I'm fashionably late. Robin's mom, uh, I believe, started it back in Los Angeles, yes. back in the day, in San Francisco, when she was at Stanford, I believe. When she was studying linguistic anthropology, she was the first person, I believe, who went into the jungles of the Philippines and was looking for tribes that we didn't think existed, right? Lost tribes of people who still exist in this world. And when she got to the lost tribe, they finally said, what the hell took you so long? And therefore, being fashionably late was done by Robin's mom, who is a PhD in, in linguistic anthropology, ladies and gentlemen. That's the kind of smart stuff. Let me give her a roaring round of applause. I have to give you a roaring round of applause for remembering all that. How would I not remember it? It's your mother. I've known her for 10 years. Think I'm going to forget that kind of stuff? How many linguistic anthropologists are there? Uh, it's a dying breed, Tony. <laughs> it's a dying breed. <laughs> of course it is. That's why we need them. The breed is dying. Anyway... There we go. Let's give everybody a roaring round of applause. We got a lot of stuff. And one of the things, one of the reasons we started a couple minutes late, because I was upstairs preparing, and Miss Robin, let me control that, Robin. Do not control the horizontal. I'll control the vertical and the horizontal. Gotcha. So one of the things that happened, and I found this out, I was online, and somebody that I knew sent this to me in a DM on my Twitter, and then I saw it immediately and, and posted it on my Twitter feed about the death of Tim Conway. Now, Tim Conway Jr., one of his sons, yes. 
is actually doing a talk show and has been doing a talk show in Los Angeles for many years, the Tim Conway Jr. Show, The Conway Show. And I got to meet him in Los Angeles and obviously a dad. I met his dad a couple of times. I, I, I was never really, what you would call a buddy of Tim Conway Sr. But Tim Conway Jr. and Aaron Bender, who does the news on his mm-hmm. show, became friends. When I worked out there, we worked in the same building. So I got to meet Tim Conway Jr. And obviously his dad is an icon. And if you don't remember Tim Conway Jr., and you're younger, the Carol Burnett show was back on in the 70s. And it was must-see television. It was good family fare back in the day. Comedy, improv, you know, insulting one another, but at the end, pretty much loving one another. And Tim Conway Jr.'s character, not Jr., Tim Conway Sr.'s character, was one of the most incredibly comedic geniuses of our lifetimes. Because Tim Conway, what he could do, which is a gift, is actually ad-lib his way through a script. There would be scripts written, and then he would just basically throw them out the window and ad-lib, which would cause Harvey Corman and Carol Burnett to break up in laughter. And you remember the, t- the uh, Carol Burnett show, right? Oh, yeah. And she used to pull her ear at the end. Mm-hmm. And Tim Conway Sr., who died at the age of 85 this morning in Los Angeles, was a genius. And then later on, after the, Tim, after the whole Carol Burnett show ended and all the Emmy Awards and the Golden Globes for that great show in the 70s, he did some videos called Dorf on Golf. Oh, where he played, Yeah, so um, and he, the oldest man. And so he was a genius. And we, we mourn his death and we pour one out for Tim Conway Sr., who we lost today at the age of 85. And so I was just, I wasn't devastated, certainly, but when you see somebody legendary, when anybody, people die every day. But we, we keep losing legendary Well, and it's interesting characters. because somebody just posted yesterday, they're like, usually this is a trifecta of something. Who's going to be next? Because we lost, um, the first one that we lost was... I haven't been keeping track I this know, week. But Dor- so Doris Day was yesterday. Doris Day was yesterday, correct. That there was, was somebody a big else. One. There was somebody else either the day before or the day before that. And then they said, okay, who's going to be the third in this trifecta? Because it comes in threes. Yeah, but that's nonsense. I mean, no, that, I don't know. That, that's it seems, nonsense. It's weird. It people actually die doesn't... every hour, every minute of every day. I know, but like the big name people seem to, it's, they seem to go in threes. Well, especially when they get older. And Tim Conway, now, according to the stories, he died of complications of MPH. What the heck is that? Normal pressure hydrocephalus. Then there's, uh, there's not, they're saying that he didn't have dementia or Alzheimer's. And he was 85. And so NPH is what they're uh, attributing it to. And I have to look it up. I didn't have time to do that. But he had six kids, his wife of 35 years, a stepdaughter, and two grandkids. And, and one of his kids, obviously, his firstborn son was Tim Conway Jr. And I mentioned, just like his dad, doing radio, because that's how Tim Conway started in radio. So, unbelievable stuff. Dwarf on golf, and uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, we, all the people are now on our Twitter feed, and a lot of great memories of Tim Conway. So those of us who remember him, and even if you don't and you weren't alive back in the 70s, the video content is everywhere to watch. I mean, Carol Burnett is still alive. She's 86, and obviously she's reacting, and a lot of people are reacting in the world, not just in Hollywood, but anybody who watched TV and grew up in an era when you went to the TV at night, you turned something on and you felt good about it because it wasn't about profanity and it wasn't about pushing the envelope. It was just about fun. It was a, You felt good because always at the end, Carol Burnett would come out mm-hmm. and sing that song. We got to play that too. Yeah. Um, just and she real would grab quick, her little NPH, ear. I have what it is. Okay. Normal pressure 
pressure hydrocephalus Correct. Is, a, is an accumulation of cerebrospinal fluid that causes the ventricles in the brain to become enlarged, sometimes with little, little or no increase in intracranial pressure. So, because uh, people here, they hear Alzheimer's, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and dementia affecting a lot of people as they get older. And so when they're find, trying to find out the cause of death, it was complications right. of this condition so this, so in the brain. So hydrocephalus, you know as uh, sometimes you'll see it. Water on the brain. Water yes. on the brain. Yes. And, um, so obviously that can be very dangerous. And that's apparently what the cause of death was this morning. And it happened at 8.45 a.m. our time. And I, I found out about this like 10 o'clock our time. So... The news traveled fast from the West Coast, and I have a lot of friends out there, and they'd send it to me, and now I'm seeing it all over the place. And that's why I wanted to sit down and make sure we got ready for the show today and pay tribute to Harvey Corn. We'll pay a couple clips, too. <clears throat> I, I have the Car- Carol Burnett. Do you, want it, do, do you want the Tim Conway first? Yeah, give me a little Tim Conway just to start the show, and then we'll get down to the, re- the rest of the stuff. But I want to pay tribute because his son, Tim Jr., I'm sure devastated today. You know, as we all, our parents all get old, you know, we, we were happy to have them around. My mom is about to turn 85, 95, I'm sorry, in July. And you never know when it's, it may have been her last Mother's Day. She may outlive me. That's the uncertainty of life. And so Tim Conway's death, we're all going to die. We don't know when, but 85 and we haven't seen him. But he has been doing stuff. So it's not like he's been bedridden or this was something that was imminent. Because, you know, when, when we see a lot of people who are on, imminent, or on life support and their death is imminent. Yeah. You know, we get ready for it. But when something somebody dies out of nowhere and you don't realize it and then finally, all of a sudden you hear about it, even at 85, you're saying, wow, what's going on? So that's the story today as far as... Uh, and uh, Bob from Valley Forge makes a great point if we add a little humor to this. We're all going to have water on the brain if it doesn't start ra- stop raining soon. I mean, it's been incredible. The good thing about this stupid rain is it will eventually end. We hope. We hope. We we're going to have to get some. Uh, we're going to have to build big, build a bigger arc. Well, we'll go to that arc thing. I have, I have here one of Tim Conway's most famous sketches. Is this the oldest man in the world? No, this is the one that the dentist. The dentist. Yes. Wasn't that a bad movie with what's his name in it? Uh, remember the guy was on uh, the bald guy was on. He was famous for a long time, and he played the movie The Dentist, where he was this demented dentist. Text the guy's name. I don't know, but let, let's. I'll look let's up the dentist. And... You, let's go to Tim Conway. Just a little, some classic Tim Conway stuff. Will, will it stop the pain? No, but it'll look great. Boy, I can polish <laughs> it right up. Give me the C's. Give me the C's. C's. Oh boy. Gosh. Uh, well, I cheated on my final. <laughs> uh, and besides, I had mononucleosis the last semester, so I didn't get a chance to work on people like the other guys. So most of my work was just done with animals. I don't, I don't care about animals. Just please fix this tooth. Yeah, but it isn't the same working on animals and people. I doctor, I don't care. Please, I'm in terrible pain. Yeah, please. Well, I... please. give it a try. <laughs> What's this? It's a doggy treat. Corbin Burnson, that's who the guy while? was. Yeah. No, I'm fine. Thank you. Good boy. Good boy. Okay. Please, well, please, doctor, please do something about this tooth. Yeah, right. Well, I guess uh, you better wash up. All right, I better wash up. <laughs> no sense in you washing up. 
You wouldn't be putting your hand in my mouth, so I'll, I'll wash you up. There we go. Say, did you hear the one about the guy who had an electric toothbrush? He used to brush every, after every meal and then see his electrician twice a year. All right, right. We don't have to play the whole bit, but people who know, there, I mean, there's so many great brush, bits. Brush, brush, and it's all on YouTube. So that's, that's the amazing thing about when you have classic stuff now. You want to see any of his dwarf on golf, any of the oldest man in the world. And what you saw there and heard there is Harvey Corman, another comic genius, and Tim Conway, who did most of the skits together. And one of the stories that I've always heard is that a lot of the times you would rehearse these things. Because this was live television back in the day. And so Tim Conway's ability to take a bit that was scripted and then go off strip, just script just to scam Harvey Corman and see how he would react, that's the genius that was Tim Conway. Yes. And there are very few people who can do that. To that at that level, well, that I think Tim that Conway they were did. they always tried to see if they could make somebody break up. Exactly, and, and back then, thing. when you would watch a live show and when they would break up, you know, they didn't go back and edit it. There wasn't, you know, all the it was live TV and watching people laugh on live TV when they screwed up. It's like nowadays, like we do this live show every day. We screw up, people hear it, we laugh, and we move on. But watching it on live TV back in the seventies was terrific because you you felt good. You were like you felt that. They were having fun doing what they do in comedy, and we as the audience were having fun watching them and knowing they were having fun. And that's the way it is right now. I mean, fast forward now from the 70s to 2019. When I hear people on radio or TV having fun and laughing, you know, when, it, when it's subject matter that's supposed to, like this show, we laugh every single day. I try to laugh every day. I don't have, like, times that I say, I better laugh by noon today or my life is going to be ruined. You just try to find humor in everything. The serious stuff we deal with, the stuff that's funny, which is everyday life that's not life-threatening. You know, you're not in a hospital. Nobody's laughing at that. We're laughing at things so that we can feel better about ourselves. And that's what the greatness of Tim Conway meant to me growing up. And, of course, I was in my 20s when that show was big. And so it, it, had, a, it had an impact on anybody who was around those days and anybody who watches the comedy now. Because it's timeless. Because a lot of the bits you'll see on the Carol Burnett show from the 70s, mm-hmm. People are doing today in different forms. Yeah. And so that's a tribute to something that is timeless, the comedy of Tim Conway. Sketch comedy is some of the best around. Exactly. Anyway, now, let's move on now, because we all have to move on. Yes. But do you have the Carol Burnett theme? I do. Just play, just to taste one last time, because it was one of the greatest songs at the end of any show. Because they do their stuff. Remember, Red Skelton used to come mm-hmm. out after his show well, and, this and is say, actually... and may God bless. He would come out after his show and thank the audience and thank the people who participated. And then he would always sing a song and say, and may God bless. And, you know, and that was fun. And because those that was the way Jackie Gleason used to come out and mm-hmm. say, I want to thank the Miami Beach audience, the greatest audience on earth, after the end of the Jackie Gleason show growing up. Because that was live. Right. And Jackie would come out and thank the audience and call them the greatest audience in the world. And you even do a 
sign off that is very consistent as well. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. No, I, I like know, to but, thank people for participating, yeah. whether it's sports and especially our audience because they have to. They have to come and find us. See, we're not going knocking on doors and going into people's homes. Our audience has to find us, whether it's here or my previous existences. People would always find a way to find me. Mm-hmm. And now we, we we have our hardest job ever is to get people to tell people that Tony Bruno's now on Twitch. This is my home. Yep. This is where I want to be as the great We Nate don't have dog. major billboards or anything exactly. like that. Although I might have an answer to our problem, but I'll explain that later. Beautiful. But I have here the Carol Burnett. This is the very last, last, last sign-off of the Carol oh, Burnett. Oh, I'm going to hear this. I want to see this. I remember it. I remember when they went off the air. And Carol Burnett is still out there performing. She's 86 oh, years she's old. She's amazing. She is amazing. Talk about icons. When you mm-hmm. lose icons, you know, when you lose anybody, especially your family, they're the most important thing in your life. But the people who you grew up watching and admiring, uh, their abilities, especially you know when you turn on TV to get away from the real world, now unfortunately you turn on TV and you can't get away from the real world anymore. So I want to play the last thing. And Robin found this. This is the end, the very last Carol Burnett show. What was the date of this? Was this 1980? What year was it? Um, Late 70s, I know they yeah. were on. I'm not When was sure. the very last show? Anyway, people will remember. Right. Here we go. I'm so glad we had this time together Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we have to sing I'm getting emotional now, Robin. I get goosebumps. Are you getting goosebumps? I think that probably stuck with me in my youth, not just Carol Burnett. And I mentioned the other shows. Uh, the Honeymooners. Mm-hmm. They would thank their audience at the end of the show. Yeah. Jackie Gleason, when he was doing the Jackie Gleason show, would thank his audience after the show. Mark, uh, Red Skelton, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Because Red Skelton, you know, he did the hobo and he did all this. It was, it was black and white. I don't even think Red Skelton ever had a show that was in color. That's how far back we're going. But he would come out at the end because it was done in front of a live audience. Not like the canned stuff now where they have, you know, paid seals in the audience. Sheep who will just clap at anything. And they have to have applause signs in, in these, in these uh, shows today. You know when they tape sitcoms today? They have to have applause signs to remind the audience when to applaud or laugh. They didn't need that stuff back in the day. Now now they have the big sign that that flashes, applause, applause, applause. It's like when you go to a sporting event and they tell you, let's get loud. Like the fans need to be told when to get loud in in a sporting event that's important to the home team. You need to have cheerleaders telling you when to stand or get loud and make some noise. So anyway, I'm not knocking modern day stuff. We've all, we've all moved on, so to speak. But I, I, I loved that, that era when the, they would go out after the show. It's like when you go to a, a music show now or a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Com- comics just usually walk off. But when people come out and do encores and then they thank the crowd, it makes you feel good because you went there to support them and then they want they acknowledge that you supported them. And that's what makes it, that's what you feel like they cared. 
that you were watching their show or listening to their show. And they come out and show that appreciation. And that's why we're showing our appreciation today. The Smothers Brothers. I mean, you can go, you can go on and on and on and talk about the great shows of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And there are a lot of great shows today. And people are watch television. There's a million channels. Back then, we only had, you know, eight channels maximum to watch. So we, there, and so you, you knew that the content had to be really good. Yeah. Because there were only six or seven shows. I remember I would... When I came over from the Netherlands here and visited my dad in the United States, the fact that you had more than just two channels was like, wow, that's so cool. Exactly. <laughs> like in England, you only had the BBC. That's one well, of the jokes. Still I had. Have the BBC. <laughs> when people go over, do you have any other channels besides the BBC over here? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, sure. We have BBC One and BBC Two and BBC Three. and. Exactly. So people are reminiscing about you know, modern day, for example. I grew up with Johnny Carson. On late night TV. And I used to watch Johnny Carson as a kid at 11.30. You know, because that's what we did. We watched the news at 11 o'clock for half an hour. Johnny Carson would come on. He wouldn't get into politics. He, he, was, he was an escape from all the BS now. So now, as I mentioned the other day, coincidentally, now you turn on late night alleged comedy shows, and they're like all political shows. They're now People get their political news from late night comedy shows, which are supposed to be funny, and then we get our comedy from daytime news channels, which are supposed to be serious. Talk about going 180. Because <laughs> well, at night, you know, you used to come home from work. You'd have dinner. The kids, what, you know, when you were a kid, you, were, mm -hmm. you had to go to bed for a certain time. Then you got older. You stayed up late. And you, I would stay up until the test pattern came on. And you know what time that was? 1 a.m. I remember this vividly. So the Johnny Carson would be on. And then after it ended, because there was no late, 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 late show, and then the local channel would play the national anthem. Channel 6 here, the ABC station, uh -huh. would play the national anthem and then go to the test screen. Does you know any, which one I'm talking about? And yeah. it would be static for Does the rest of the night. Does any channel still go to test pattern? No, ever? but they should, unfortunately. No, you know what they do now? They have infomercials on all yeah. night. News channels, uh, sports channels, they're running like infomercials to sell you stuff. Because they can still sell that time and somebody will buy it because people are up and they're shopping and they're doing whatever they do in the middle of the night. So, so it's a different era. But, uh, and, and, you know, Tony and, and MC, I saw the interview with Johnny Carson. It was Mike Wallace. Yeah. And I just, they've been rerunning that now. People have been running it on, on Twitter and all over on social media, but on it's Facebook. So true. Like, I don't... Johnny Carson was asked by Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes. And I remember when he did it, and I've seen it again recently. Johnny, why don't, why don't you get more political? You know, you know all the politicians. I mean, politicians would go on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, Ronald Reagan. I mean, you name it. They were all on, on the Tonight Show. And he said, I understand people want to know my views on stuff, but why would I get political? Why would I try to piss off half my audience? And that's why Johnny Carson, who could have done anything he wanted to do, he was the king of late night for decades. Mm -hmm. And he could have influenced elections and and done jokes, and he, he poked fun at the current president, but not to the level that there is now, where it's not even poking fun. It's just downright insanity. And so people want to watch that. They can watch it. That's why I don't watch late-night TV anymore. There's no. It's not funny. No. It's not exactly. funny. Now, some people it may be, but not me. It's funny to me, too. Well, it's not funny to me. The That's last, why I don't watch The last funny late-night, I think, was the earlier days of Letterman. Yeah, I mean, no, Letterman was a genius. Carson was a genius. Even Jay, Jay Leno, Leno, people yeah. who ripped. Jay Leno still to this day, every Sunday night, 
Now, this is even when he was doing the Tonight Show, he would go and do a set in Hermosa Beach at the I call it the Comedy and Light and Magic place. You know that theater? We yeah, went. yeah, yeah. It's t- to this day, Johnny uh, Jay Leno still goes there and performs comedy bits in front of. And mm-hmm. remember, he was king of late night too after yep. Johnny Carson. Yeah. And still, this guy would go out and do a local comedy show just to try new material every Sunday night, even though he was doing a show Monday to Friday. So everybody does it differently. But the bottom line is, you know, the era of that stuff. And if you wanted to watch serious stuff like like uh, uh, Tom Snyder, who's a Philly guy and was on Locally Here. Remember Tom Snyder? used He was the, the guy who sat in the dark room that's been banned from uh, television now because... Uh, who was the guy that sat in the dark room at night? He was oh, part of the whole Me Too yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 with the black curtains all around yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, uh, oh, my dad used to love that show. What was it called? Hello. I don't remember him, but the bottom line, he was no Tom Snyder. Tom Snyder would do the same thing, and he would sit in a dark studio. Everything was black. And it was just he and the guest at a table. Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose, right. Tom Snyder did the same type of show. It's serious, but he would also have humor involved, but it wasn't a comedy show. It was actually late-night interviews if you wanted to see it. Dick Cavett did a lot of that late-night comedy plus smart interviews that were more than just the typical comedy routines and having comedians come out. So there was a lot of variety, even though there weren't that many channels back in the 70s, more than there is now. Now pretty much everything late-night is the same. They're all the same show. They're just different guys. It's just like going into it's – like, it's like a bathroom. There's a lot of different toilets – but they all flush the same way. <laughs> That's the way I. Uh, that was my joke about radio. Radio stations. There's a lot of radio stations, but they pretty much flush all the same way, down into the drain. And you can like them or dislike them. That's why we have uh, how many flavors is bad? How come Baskin Robbins hasn't added any more flavors in this they day and have. age of weed? Did, no, Baskin Ben and Jerry's has. No, they have tons. Baskin Robbins has. I thought more it was than, like only thirty-two, or what no, was the so total? No, it's thirty-one flavors, and then they, some. Yeah. But they only have thirty-one out at any time. That's how they've gotten around it. Really? Yeah. So they well, have. What happens tons if I go more. into a Baskin Robbins store and they don't have more than thirty-one flavors, but they have other flavors that are not available to me? What do I do then? You should have all of the flavors because when I go and get a gelato here in South Philadelphia. They only put out what they have. Right. They have a board that says they're flavors, but then it'll cross out and says mm-hmm. not available. But at least they have the flavors posted. Why would Baskin Robbins not give me that choice? It's my ice cream. It's my choice. Yeah, but like, look, I think Baskin Robbins, <laughs> if I recall correctly, they just say that they have like a hundred different types of flavors available, but they will only have available to you at any one time thirty-one flavors. Exactly, and then some. And then there was a song, of course. Remember that song, Mm-mm. Thirty-One Flavors, and then some. No. Come on, Robin, really? Really? This is a big hit. Look it up. I hate to do this right now early in the show, but I want to get to the uh, sports stuff and the other stuff. we got three hours to cover here. Uninterrupted. And uh, you're wondering whether we're going to go to a break every 10 seconds. No. It is 180 minutes, mostly overtime. But there's no sudden death in our overtime. When it's over, it's over. It's over when we say it is, Robin. That's how this show works. Nobody's giving us the wrap-up signal. Nobody's telling us to cut out because there's another show about to start. We make the rules here. We run this damn show. And we run this damn city. Thank you. No, I'm Tony Bruno, and I approve this message. 
So was it Alana Davis, 32 yes. flavors, and then she sings? Yeah, play, just give me a taste of okay. that. I, have, I am 32 flavors and then some. She wasn't singing about Baskin Robbins, but she was using that whole Baskin Robbins thing. Remember this? You don't remember this song? No. You know, listen, this is what I'm It's one of those whiny, like a pre-Lannis Morissette types. I don't think I've ever heard this song. You've heard this song. Wait, wait till she builds it up. She doesn't really get much more cranked than this, but... Doesn't it sound like a Lattice Morissette type? That's the era of... Yeah. Can we stop it now? No, no, I want to hear the 32 flavors. You just missed the 32 flavors and then some. This is when chicks were taking quaaludes and sitting around with guitars and singing dumb, dumb songs like this. The Luca chick on the... Remember, I'm Luca. I live on the second floor. I remember that one. Alanis Morissette. All right, that's enough of that now. All right. See, everything, even though you say I, I don't like musicals, whenever I hear a slogan or something, there's always a song attached there's to it. always. That's like why the Baskin Robbins. When I heard that first song, when that first song came out in the 80s, I guess it was, I'm like, dude, she's ripping off Baskin Robbins. But she didn't say I'm 31 flavors. She says 32. 32 flavors and then some. So she wasn't hit with any kind of copyright infringement lawsuits back in the day. Now, Tony, we have come to the part of the show where, where we must say goodbye. Speaking of saying goodbye, oh. we need to have like a song. That, we do. That, we may play the Carol Burnett yeah. song. <laughs> no, we need to have something that's a little bit, a little bit more. But but for those of you watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope Live, please make the switch to Twitch now. Yep. If you haven't done so already, because that is where we will be talking to you. That's where it's happening, and that's where you will get the rest of the two and a half hours of the show. Exactly. Uninterrupted. Unvarnished. And, you know, varnish doesn't last. It's like if you have a sailboat. you got to varnish that thing. you got to get the teak oil shiny. This show doesn't use any of that stuff. No varnish. Our teak is worn, worn out, but the show is fresh and clean. Correct. And it is free. It is free, free, free. So go on there. Go to twitch.tv forward slash Bruno Nation Live. It is free to sign up. It's free to download. And it's free to follow. Everything else is uh, discretionary. <laughs> exactly. Now people are on the on our stream chat, on our activity feed, where you could just you're part of the show. So anytime we say something, you chime in. You, for example, people are talking about the the women of that era. You know, you had Alanis Morissette, Jewel. Remember when she mm-hmm. was living in a car? That was her big thing. She was living in her car, playing a guitar. Did you ever get that tooth fixed? By the way, Jewel. Remember she had. I that, don't like, think so. She had that tooth thing I going don't. on. I don't think she ever got. She it was fixed. a cutie. I mean, but everybody loved Jewel. Uh, Suzanne Vega, I mentioned, my name is Luca, I live on the second floor, which was a creepy song, but made you think, except I never really paid attention to the lyrics. It's like now, I don't really pay attention to lyrics. If it's got a good beat, I'll listen to it. I don't care what they're saying, what the topic is, <laughs> what the hell they're talking about. Just give me a good, good beat. Right? Isn't that what songs are about? Yes. It's the, well, melo- it's I the mean, melody. Words are important. Though. No, words aren't important to me. I know plenty of words, trust me. I know lots of <laughs> words. Know lots of I know words. the best words. Which, if you look at my Twitter feed, at Tony Bruno Show, I found that coffee cup a cup, uh, two yep. summers ago. Was it last summer? We were walking around during one of these street fairs, and somebody was selling these cool coffee cups. And I bought one, and obviously it's a shot at Trump, which I thought was hilarious. And it says, I know words. 
What does it actually say on there? I got to look. I want. I don't want to misquote my I'm own actually, my own Twitter feed. I'm putting it up here so that people can see it. It is. It says. Whoops. On the coffee cup. It says, "I know words. I have the best words. I have the best words." And pretty much that's what our mission is here every day on this Bruno Nation live Twitch feed. I know words. I have the best words. Believe me. Believe me, Robin. Do you believe me? I believe you. Thank I believe you. Do you believe you can fly? Can you believe you can touch the sky? I know I can fly. Exactly. Meanwhile, as I said on this show yesterday, this is why you have to listen to the show every day. Because I will say something one day, and the next day it normally becomes true. Much like the Kentucky Derby picks. And people are asking, Robin, because this coming Saturday is the Preakness Stakes, the second leg of a Triple Crown, which will not occur this year, because the Triple Crown horse, the horse that won, is not participating on Sunday, on Saturday, up down in Baltimore at, the, at Pimlico. And so will there be no Triple Crown? And, yet, and, Glad and Gladney in North Carolina says it's really tough to varnish your boat in the middle of a sex strike. And we'll have a sex strike update today. <laughs> yes, we We're will. not letting this thing drop until the sex strike continues. And this country is afflicted by this plague of sex strike. And people are joining it every day. And again, you can feel free to join anything you want on this show. You don't have to say, I'm not anti-sex strike. If you want to have a sex strike, you go right ahead. Yes. But, but we have a man who runs a major right to, business. Well, we have the right to not join the sex strike exactly. as well. Because You're damn right. It, it is my body, and I decide what to do with it, and I'm deciding not to join And Alyssa Milano started this, and the only thing I said to her when I tweeted to her is, it's my body, your choice, Alyssa. My body, your choice. Isn't that a fair thing to say? Because, you know, the whole thing about women's reproductive rights is my body, my choice. Right. No one disagrees with that. Of course it's your body, your choice. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. Sorry, I don't know that. No, I don't. Oh, wait a minute. Why is Alexa talking? Alexa? Because you said Alyssa, and she thought you said Oh. Sorry. I don't know that. I, that's okay. You don't have to know anything, man. A game, gaming I'm for Food says... I'm not sure how to help you with that. That's okay. You don't have to help me. Just pipe down, Alexa. Pipe down. No, you said her name again. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't say it. No, see, no. just so that people know, we now have her, and this is it. <laughs> Alexa, stop. This is what we have to do. Just like when you have small children or pets, when you don't want her to listen, we are going to call her Betty. Okay. So if you, so Betty is now hooked up to our sound mixer. Exactly. So, so for example, if I say, hey, do you have this song? I don't have to have Robin go look for it while she's directing the right. cameras and the rest of the show. Because Robin controls everything. She controls the horizontal. Usually after the show, the horizontal is much better than the vertical. She controls the vertical. She can make it a soft blur. She can make me look good. Actually, she can't because there's not only so much you can do yeah, without special so effects. I, I can't be like, uh, what's his name in, in Aladdin, where people are making fun now of the scene from Aladdin I'm not making fun. It's yes, just, you were. You were ripping. I was. I was. Billy's own. I wasn't even ripping him. It just makes me even more sad that um, Robin Williams is gone. When of watching, course he's gone, but he but he was in an animated version of yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, but his song was so much more upbeat. Be like I, feel you know, like, why it was upbeat because it was a cartoon, and you can make it upbeat because the actors didn't have to be that. They were all. They could be a million cartoon CGI. characters. It's okay. It's okay. Relax. And Why? I don't think, and, and I'm I not actually, a big sequel guy, but here's the difference. One was an animated film, which was terrific. Robin Williams as the genie was terrific. Yes. 
But now because people are all of a sudden have to hate on my own Philly homeboy. I'm not. I'm not hating on Will Smith because yes, I you actually, are hating no, on Will because Smith. I actually think that there's a couple of other things that I do like about the movie, and I think it's going to be good. It's just there's certain songs where I feel like they miss the mark, and the Prince Ali song. I think because you want him to sing it the same way no, Robin I, I Williams even, did in the cartoon. I didn't even expect. Yes, you to, do. No, I didn't even expect. And I watched both it. of them this morning. I broke them down like the Zapruder film. I watched it. Listen, the the, the, the here's the difference. When he when the when when uh, when the animated movie was out, when he's singing the song, it's like done in like fifty pieces. Right. And so when he's screaming, he comes out and drag as the genies because it's cartoons. You can do anything in cartoons. Correct. You don't have to make sets and everything else. And there's a lot of CGI in this Aladdin movie, but it's live action combined with CGI, and it looks great. So if you don't want to go watch it, I won't watch it either. I thought no, you loved the I movie. Actually, you want I me to go see, see the it. music? You want me to go see the play in New York? <laughs> right? I would You want me to go see The Aladdin, Lion King in Aladdin, New York? Listen to me. Allow me to speak. I think the movie is going to be good. Uh, there are just certain, like this particular one, I just felt needed it to be, it needed to be more. There was just something missing about it. <laughs> uh, well, well, <laughs> here's my favorite tweet. It's not even a tweet, it's a comment on our activity stream on Twitch. My Tony, my girlfriend goes on a sex strike one week a month. That's enough for me, LOL. <laughs> Listen, I've known women who don't even care about that one week a month. I know. I mean, some people, hey, different hey, strokes, so to some, speak. Some people that just, you know, just say, put the towel down. <laughs> put a towel down. I, mean, I don't get the hate for Will Smith. I don't get it. I'm not. The guy's an incredibly talented guy. I actually have. I don't think he has anything to do with this. Sure, he does. People want to hate on him. No, I'm saying that in this movie, in the new Aladdin, I don't think that this was his fault. This was the directors and the writers that they just didn't do quite enough for that song. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. People do different. You know, I have my opinion. I know that, but I'm giving you a classic example of that. There are a lot of songs that have been done by multiple artists, mm-hmm. the same song. And sometimes... And so if they do it exactly the same, I'll say, it's exactly the same. Why do I need, why do I need you to redo that song I get that. if you're going to do it exactly the and same way? And I wasn't way. even saying he should do it exactly the same. Yes, you are, because no. his version is slower. And then, and then the other version is like something. all off the charts and chains. And it's great. They're both... Why can't they both be good? Why does every treatment have to be the same? Because if you're doing the same thing in a different movie... In the same exact way, then why make a new movie? That's what always bugs me when I hear an artist do a song, cover a song, and it sounds exactly the same as the original. And I don't want to hear that. sometimes the new song sounds even better. No, it doesn't. Yes. For the most part, it doesn't. Like the Goo Goo Dolls version of Little Nicky <laughs> is even better. Hard to believe, but it's even better than Prince. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't even know if we can read those. Alexa, order bleach. It's that time of the month again. Oh! <laughs> well, that's not where the problem is. Although that's an option. Anyway, I don't want to go that way this today. I don't want to go down that route. I don't want to go down that road, so to speak, Robin. Now, I don't know if anybody noticed, but we have a new little thing on the screen thing? on the screen where it's showing. It's, it's called an event list. Is that a zombie running? Well, no, we already had that. Ah, what's the zombie writing on there? That's somebody that just so Alto Vas Alto Valsol 
just started following us. And so now we have, we can see uh, the last four, how many, Tony? How many? Four events <gasps> that have happened on the show. And um, so Steve Carney started following us. Trevor from the 203 has given us not just, not 11, not just 11, but also an additional four bits. So we thank him. Exactly. But by the way, Alto Valsal says, are you kidding, Bruno? It just took me five plus minutes to create an account to hear you on Twitch. Sorry, but I got to give you one of these. It takes you five minutes to set up anything. And it's actually not that hard to do. I know. And once you once you set it up, then boom, you're you done. You set it. And for, it's like the Ron, Ronco Showtime Rotisserie Grill. You just set it and forget it. Unless, unless I, I, there's one caveat. If you are getting the free subscription through your Amazon Prime account and you've mm -hmm. made a Twitch Prime account yep. and you're subscribing to us for free through that, right. you do need to resubscribe every single Yeah, but month. you don't have to fill out paperwork. No. You don't have somebody you knocking on button. your door. But you have to remember to do that. So yeah, if but you... how hard is it once a month? There's a lot of things that happen <laughs> only once a month. A paycheck comes in, a welfare check, my yes. social security check comes in once a month. My alimony check goes out once a month. Maybe this will be... You realize that most bills and most things that people do in their lives are based on monthly payments or monthly... Right. Debits. But you know, maybe maybe this will end up being like, you know, when, when women hang out together a lot and their periods start sinking. Maybe all of I our... I never noticed that. Do, you, do women keep track of each other's periods? Yes. Yes, they do. Do if they really? Living, yeah, if they're living together or if they're hanging around each other a lot, they'll actually absolutely mention it. Um, but if they, uh, if all of our followers that are subscribing to us through Twitch Prime, maybe they'll all start sinking. Their their cycles will start sinking. Oh, so that they can, can we can call all Alyssa Milano and find out when her cycle is so we can all get in sync? And I don't mean the original in sync, even though they're touring with the Backstreet Boys again. But... Uh, we all should sync up our cycles because I think I'm having menopause, which it should be called. See, when a guy gets older and he starts going through the change of life, uh -huh, uh -huh. It's, that's what should be called menopause. I know. Not a woman. How can, I, a, I how totally can a woman, agree. How can it be called menopause if it affects a woman? Well, Who does that, really? I mean, seriously. I know what the science, the reason it's scientifically called menopause because it's, it's, it's menses. It's based on menses. And I'm the, a the menses, menses member. Stop, I mean, the, I, my IQ is the, pretty high. The menses stops, <laughs> but I totally agree with you. I think it is false advertising. It's when men go, it should be menopause, and then we instead of andropause. Did you know that it's actually called andropause? No. Yeah, I thought they were selling. I, saw, I thought I saw Chuck Woolery selling that on cable TV the other day. Um, I have somebody has a really quick question that I don't lose track yes. of. Um, D Conrad LV says, Miss Robin, I bought 500 bits. Did you get them? Um, Decon, the way that works, if you purchase them, they're kind of like in your wallet. So you actually need they're to... They're like Bitcoins, yeah, except they're only a penny a piece. You then gift them to us through just like... Um, um, other people have done Trevor from the 203 you give us bits and so you can do You're that like tips. There. there's that little uh, sort of like a diamond thingy in the message uh, chat box click on that and then it'll let you choose which how many bits you want to give us and Alto Valsal it's Alto Valsal Alto Valsal yes he says Bruno, guaranteed I forget my password the next time I want to listen to you guys. No, you don't. You don't have to re-enter your password. Don't you just log on to the same? I, I just click if, on and it's there. If it's been remembered, like I've saved it to your your password library, but 
if you haven't done that, then yeah, you need to enter it every time. But just single make time. it simple. It's not like this is like your bank account. It's not like your credit well, card but statement. But there's uh, proprietary information in there. If they've been purchasing bits, then they probably have their their credit card in there. But the point is on the on the plat because people have a hard time remembering passwords. And then some people do like re- elaborate ones. Like I don't remember some of my passwords because they're not all the same. And you shouldn't have your password be the Correct. same on everything. But so sometimes I forget it because I know that this account has a different one. And then I have it in a book and I got to go look for it. But when it's simple like a Twitch thing and you're just logging in to listen to the show every day or watch the show, make it something simple. Don't make it a complicated or make it the same Aww. one that you use for other stuff. EA Harriet said, I'd fill out my SATs again if I got to listen to Tony. Oh, that's very sweet. Are you hitting on me, man? I know the sex strike's <laughs> getting hard on guys, but I'm sorry. I don't roll that way. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, that was very sweet. That was like a very nice compliment. Because if anybody's done their SATs, they know what a grueling process that is. Our buddy Owen204, I had to change my password yesterday. Someone from Colombia logged into my account. You have listeners in Colombia, Bruno? Absolutely. The Medellin cartel yeah. are probably our biggest clients. Absolutely. I just wish that they would uh, send Pablo us a- Escobar, I believe, uh, is still has a ghost account. He ghost hosts the show from <laughs> Medellin, Colombia. It's a good we, spot. We, you know what? We don't judge. We don't, if, if you, no matter who you are, whether you're listening to us from prison, whether you're a drug cartel, whoever, if you need some levity in your life exactly. to get through, then we are happy. We, we just won't judge. <laughs> the only, di- the only time we would judge and block you is if you say something nasty to one of our other listeners, because yeah, that's but, not acceptable. But we see what's happening. Or if our- you're a Holocaust denier. Exactly. If you're, or if you're happens. an anti-Semite or you're a yeah. state representative who's hiding in his office now and has a guard in front to make sure nobody goes in to Brian Sims. But if Brian Sims talks- started listening to the show and started to realize the error of his ways, you know, we would be fine with that He doesn't that too. want anybody. Everybody knows the error of his ways. He's now actually hiding in his office in Center City, Philadelphia, and he has an armed guard making sure that no one goes in to ask him questions. Nobody's trying to rush the building. You need to come forward. And because the mayor in the city is a coward and the governor of the state, Tom Wolf, is a coward, they're protecting this guy, hoping it will die down. Right. That's not the way it works anymore. That's you need not to the be way held it works. Account- it's not how it works. You need to be held accountable. So either come out and actually issue a real apology. This is like Pete Rose not admitting that he bet on baseball for all those years. Right. And so whenever he would come forward and say, hey, you know, people, Pete should be in a Hall of Fame, everybody would bring up. Well, Pete, why don't you admit that you gambled, and then we'll we'll give you we'll, we'll, it'll move on. If you move on, then people will move on. Now, Tony, admit that you bet on get baseball, and then maybe they'll put you into the Hall of Fame. Pete never did it until it was too late. But see, Jesus for guys like Brian Christ. Sims, scared for, the crap out of for me. guys like Brian Sims, what he did two weeks ago, the, the news cycle will protect him. And because the mayor of Philadelphia is running for re-election in a primary in a couple of weeks, he doesn't want to come out and issue any statements. He doesn't want to do anything to mess up his chances of being re-elected. So like the coward he is, he is not saying something. The governor of Pennsylvania is not saying something. And now Brian Sims, who's hiding in his office on Chestnut Street in Philadelphia, is a coward. And he has to put a guard Imagine this. He has to put a guard in front of the elevator to his building. An armed guard? I don't know if he's armed, but there's a security guard that's not letting anybody in. Not that they're going to storm his office, but how about what happens in Washington all the time? 
anybody's pissed off at any congressperson, and they have a right to, they basically go in and block the, uh, they block the Congress. They block the Capitol building, right? Right. How many people have you seen standing in front of a, a representative's office protesting and basically shouting down anybody that comes near them? Yet this guy here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania State Representative, is hiding in his office and has yet to come forward and issue a legitimate apology. He doesn't think he needs to apologize. That's what's wrong with it. I made mistakes. I apologize. That's the problem. Luigi make mistakes. He doesn't apologize. That's why we're throwing him the hell out of here after the show today, not to return until maybe next week. I'm an apologist, Tony. It's You're right. damn right you are. <laughs> we're throwing him. He, we're actually sending him to the opposite side of the country. Yes. 3,000 miles away. Now, when are you leaving Luigi Curdle, ladies and gentlemen, who will be leaving? Not Las Vegas. He's leaving Philadelphia. <laughs> Probably leaving for Las Vegas. There's rain heading to San Francisco. There's always rain in San Francisco. Yeah, but a ton of it. Apparently, the race I'm running in is supposed to be completely washed out. Just like the Broad Street no run you're at. Oh, wow. The Bay to Breakers is going to be washed out? Yeah. You're on. Yeah, it's supposed to be, uh, it's you, supposed you're to be washed on, out. You're on, mister. So, I don't know. But I also have an injury, too. Uh-oh. Uh, what do you have? Hyperextended knee? I, I literally have, like, several strained muscles in my groin. Oh, I'm not dude. Kidding. Are you on the sex strike? Oh. No. <laughs> That's the problem. That's what I, I was going to say, that's probably how he got wow, the strained wow, groin wow, muscles. Wow, wow, yeah. Wow. Oh, I know she got a violation. Yeah, that's what... Too. Where did you get a ticket? I got two. Where? I got two. One on past Young and one outside of my house. Luigi, get a house? do me a favor and and change your... So that you're sitting on the side. I got one because sure. I went to a protest rally. The Oh, this is $36? I'll trade you. Uh, when the hell did it go up to $36 for an expired meter? I don't know. I, I didn't want to show that to you. Uh, Listen, I deserve this ticket. I know. It's because we were parked no, it's actually we weren't parked at a meter. We were parked at, yeah, we were parked at a meter, but we had a, a, a thing that was too, we had, a, we had a, a ticket that was good until 11, 12 a.m. It was purchased at 10.30, $2, Center City, Philly. I put the thing down on the dash. And I reminded Robin that we were going to use Meter Up, which is an yep. app you can use where you don't have to run to the meter. Yep, yep, yep. And then I said, Robin, make sure that, uh, uh, that we add money to the meter so we don't get a ticket. And they know electronically that you're legally there. And we, I have the Meter Up receipts. I could go fight this and say, listen, you gave us a ticket like two minutes after we added the Meter Up app. And I paid another $3 and I got a $36. But I'm not even going to fight it. I'm going to pay this ticket because I don't I – don't, I don't, uh, I only pay tickets that I don't deserve. There was three And since minutes. there's no system of justice in this, in this city, I, I refuse to pay two tickets that I got that are not my fault and well, I was not here's, in violation. Here's why they won't, they won't give it to us, even if we fought it. There are I'm not three minutes. This. There are three minutes in between when the original ticket expired and the meter up ticket started. Because the first thing we did was get the curbside yeah. dash right. thing. That right. you put in your window and it says the time and they look at that. And there's literally three minutes. Yeah. And, in and those so I three reminded Robin and it was too late. And so she did the meter up and I have the receipts that that was paid for. But I'm not going to go fight. Well, because you can't win. No. It, and it's, it's not worth it's it. Annoying. I won. Well, because you've got a ticket in, your, in front of your own house because they didn't have the electronic data already transferred to your new license plate where they know what that you are in the right neighborhood if you have but parking. I won, I won the one even before I even had that. Before I, yeah, I wrote a very strongly worded letter and I won. They don't why like me you, over there. Why didn't you write a very strongly worded letter about the people that were helping you move? Yeah, because I got a ticket the same night that and the woman night. said I didn't get a ticket when we went out and confronted her. She lied her. to us. She did lie. 
Well, here, to, why, don't you give me, why don't you give me that ticket? I'll pay this that one on top of this <laughs> no. one too. What did you get? Thirty six bucks? Yeah, it used to be twenty six for an expired yeah, I meter. Thirty one. Why did you 41. get one? I got passenger loading zone. Well, Where? that's why. That's more. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, though, is that my like my tire was like barely on the. It doesn't oh, matter. You I can't. Know, I know. You listen. can't fight that. You you know what? They went to the replay. He was out of bounds. You, you could bring you could bring actual video evidence that you were parked legally, and they won't look at it. We have evidence that a state representative harassed, was racist, harassed, and doxed people, but he doesn't have to pay a $36 fine. He gets to keep his job. People get screwed by the parking authority in the city. It's so documented, there's a TV series about it. Well, Dean just said he's helping us out with 100 bits towards that. No, he gave us $4, 4 bits, 4 4 cents. No, just up there, he goes, here, let me help you with that ticket. There's 100 bits above that. That's a dollar. And then he gave us another 4 $4 Four dollars or four cents? No, Trevor. Trevor from the two hundred three gave us another four bits. So what's going on here with my soundboard? I can't plug this in now. No, because and we're calling her Betty when we actually don't want her to listen. We have that cable plugged into Betty. When did the damn parking tickets for meter expiration go up to thirty six? They were twenty six dollars. When did they go up? I can't say her name, otherwise she will start to listen. So whenever we don't want her to listen, her name is Betty. Okay. I don't want people paying for my tickets. I don't want anybody paying. I want paying people for paying for my tickets. Are you kidding me? Wait, how much was your ticket for loading zone? Loading zone was was thirty one bananas. Wait, man, you got more for you got less tick. You got less for a loading zone than I got for being at a meter that expired two minutes later. Who wrote your ticket? Uh, Miss Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. It just says L Jackson. I don't know if that's a man or a woman. I got Kane. And Kennedy. Sounds like the Republican nomination. Oh, no, there's no Republicans in this city. You know what's wrong with you, man. And for anybody, don't listen to Tony. If you want to donate for whatever it is, you can go onto our homepage under info. No. You can donate directly to us through uh, PayPal. There's no no extra charges and all that. Our buddy Trevor in Connecticut wants to know what Luigi's Venmo is. I'll be giving that out later on. What the hell's a Venmo? It's It's like PayPal. It's like PayPal. Venmo? It's just a different company. I thought there was a beverage place. But here, that's Bevmo. I'm sorry, that's a different place. Here through, here through um, Twitch, they only accept PayPal. So just go onto, you know, go onto the homepage, and it's right there. It says donate. It's super, super Is it simple. Patrick Kane, who's now doing a great. Well, of course, have you seen uh, Patrick Lorenzo Kane? Patrick Sharp doing a great job on the NHL Network. Yeah, he is doing a real good job. Yeah, he's really good, and of I course, Jonesy is great on there. We had, by the way, I got to get to the business though. Here think, we are, an hour. Well, I want to thank show. somebody. So, Twitch two two four seven one, I believe, is also a new listener, and um, they just mentioned that they have pay- PayPal. So that's a great start. <laughs> a PayPal? Yes. And I have a PayPal, but I don't even know what's us- in it. Robin just drains it out without my knowledge all the time. Pay me, pal. That's what no. I got. I got the only draining I've been getting around here lately. Oh. All the the PayPal all goes to purchasing equipment, which I have a lot of equipment that I still need to purchase so that the show can keep getting better. So uh, go onto that homepage, and there's all sorts of buttons you can push for either the Amazon wish list. You can push my button anytime, baby. We love it when you push our buttons. Exactly. Meanwhile. At Luigi-Curto. That's all all it is. Don't give out your password, though. No. I don't want China to steal your intellectual property. There ain't any intellectual property. Well, that's property probably why they wouldn't want to steal your intellectual property. <laughs> Meanwhile, Appreciate it. let's get down to the business. Because yesterday on this show, to show you, to prove to you, you know, because there's this site called Freezing Cold Takes or Old Takes Exposed. And I know the guy who runs it, and it's really funny. Because somebody tweets something, you know, like Paul Pierce says something, and then it comes back to bite him like the Milwaukee Bucks. 
the Boston Milwaukee Bucks weren't going to win a game. Or after the after the Celtics won Game One, that the Bucks were done in that series. You remember? And then they lose the series. So freezing cold takes. We'll post that. I've done a couple. I've disputed them because they weren't really freezing cold takes. Because I don't give those. I give opinions, and they're usually at least at least lukewarm. They don't have to be hot takes or cold or freezing cold takes. My takes are normally opinions. And most of the time, they're served room temperature, just the way we like it. Right, Robin? How do you like your takes served? I like them hot. Luigi, how do you like your takes? I like them more like a like a, like 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 a like a like a like a, like a, like a warm water bath. You know what I mean? Just something like that. Just something nice. How about and some easy. warm apple pie. Do you like your takes like a warm apple pie? Just like mom used to make. Just like mom used to make. Damn right. Meanwhile, I don't like them scorching hot. No, no, no. I don't want to burn it because the worst thing no, is when yeah. you're so hungry and you got something oh, good. That's horrible. Like you got a pot pie and you're like, man, I want that. And then you take the first bite and then you burn the top of your of your mouth and you might as well call what it. What is a day. on your finger? Where? Speaking of hot, uh, like the tip of your finger. Oh, that's a magic marker. That first bite, that <laughs> first bite could literally ruin the next six you. weeks worth of meals for you. You're right? absolutely you right. Taste anything? Robin right. just did that recently, right? I you, know. you, you have your first taste of something hot oatmeal. Yeah. And it's so, and then it burns the top of your mouth. And you, you, you notice it right away, but it isn't until later on that night that the blister has burst, and you have that piece of skin that's sort of oh. like hanging Can't help down. Play with it, yeah. And your oh, your tongue is just constantly man. playing around with it, and you're trying to get it off. Oh you're like, yeah. Long, 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 now and, I can feel it. And yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> and then you reach inside, and you just like scrape it off because exactly. you just don't want to deal with it anymore. So yeah. the one thing that's good about the show, if there is one thing at least. Is, there? is that your ability to go back, not even that back into time. I'm not talking about the troglodyte days when the, the world was being run by troglodytes, cavemen, cave women. I hope anybody, somebody got that reference. But yesterday, after the 76ers lost the Sunday night Game 7 on the amazing shot by Kyrie, how many times did it bounce when it hit the rim? By Kawhi? Bar! Four times. Kawhi. Bar! Kawhi Leonard. How many steps did he take on his way to the basket? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I can't believe people are breaking down that. He walked. Who gives a shit? They they lost the game. They were never going to call that, ever. But anyway, yesterday on this show, Robin, let's go back, because no one has been more critical, not every day, not every game, but routinely when I see things, and I do this with all sports teams anywhere in the country, here in my native Philadelphia, wherever I am, because that's what we do as fans, analysts, ex-players, bloggers, podcast host, radio talking heads, TV talking heads. We all sit there after the game and say, hey, you know what? The coach should have done this. Gabe Kapler, the Phillies, oh, he should have left this guy in. Regardless of who the manager is, you're always going to have the, well, he should have done this, and he made a mistake. So yesterday, after my entire season of criticizing Brett Brown, I never once called for his firing because I don't call for firings. No. Except Brian Sims, because he should be fired because he's an elected official. He works for me. He works for us. So, therefore, he should be held accountable for his actions. But, you know, sports teams, they're not accountable to me. I'm just a fan. Are they accountable to the ticket holders? Somewhat. But that's if they're committing consumer fraud against the ticket holders. Not if they're just making a mistake or somebody has a turnover or misses a shot. They're not accountable. That, that's you, you either boo or you say, hey, you know what? That stuff happens. That's what we do as fans. You can say, I'm not going to buy a season ticket because the Sixers lost. That's just that's lunacy. And so yesterday, while everybody was saying, Brett Brown's got to go, not everybody, but there was the after the, the reaction to that loss Sunday night. 
It was all over the place. Jay Wright's got to be the next host. Get rid of Brett Brown now. Or Jamal Embiid, he stinks. Get him out of here. Or I read one column yesterday, Ben Simmons should be traded to the Lakers for LeBron James. Now, three years ago, people would say, are you crazy? Yeah. Now people are saying, I don't know about that. Luigi, Brett Brown, not Brett Brown, Ben Simmons for LeBron James, would you make that trade? Straight up, nope. Straight up, you wouldn't? No. You got you to give me something else. Only because, of the, only because of the age of Ben Simmons. You got three years left of LeBron. You could have 10 more years left of Ben Simmons. Yeah, but LeBron in LeBron this, on this br- team. LeBron will bring you. LeBron on this team in the East will do exactly what Kawhi did for Toronto. Put the team on his back and take you to a finals and possibly go to a championship. And that's you, what this town wants? Right, you probably win one. However, I, no. I wouldn't do it just for LeBron. Are you throwing Kuzma? Eh, are you talking? It's amazing that we've we've gone from this this the Sixers needed to get LeBron signed last summer when he was here doing his tour and has taken his kids to he was going to all these schools and he was pretty much coming here Philadelphia versus L A and then of course he went to L A. So last year everybody whatever you got to do get LeBron here oh, on yeah. this team yeah. right mm-hmm. now all of a sudden people are like throwing out trade nonsense or as Ben Sim or as uh, Joel Embiid called it bullshit. Throwing this stuff out there, and now it's like, no way I want LeBron for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot, and hopefully he learns. But that's another issue for another time. Let's get back to Brett Brown. Robin, you have the tape ready? Because yesterday on this show, a guy who has been accused of you know, being too rough on Brett Brown whenever I would tweet something, which I thought was a mistake that he made. As a fan, six years here, I wasn't ready to run him out. And I said on the show yesterday about why, because there were people all over so-called Mark Stein, who's a great basketball guy, pretty much flat out said he had sources that told him that Brett Brown is all but done. You saw this yesterday. Did you see it on Twitter? Yes. Mark Stein, former ESPN guy, great basketball guy, reported yesterday, actually during the game, before the game started on Sunday, I have sources that if Brett Brown loses this game, this may be his last, this will be his last game as a Sixer. Now, of course, he said it before the game transpired, and we had the unbelievable finish. And so yesterday, I said this about Brett Brown and what the 76ers, I believe, should do. They've made a lot of bad personnel decisions. That's not on Brett Brown. But Brett Brown last night, and again, I'm not calling, I don't think they're going to fire him, nor do I think you can fire a coach who takes his team to a Game 7 in an Eastern Con. And you know me, I've been as critical of Brett Brown as anybody in the city, but I've been fairly critical of him. I don't just bury him because he may calls a bad timeout once in a week. But last night, even though his players were out there, and, and obviously they fell short because they didn't shoot well either, but the five offensive rebounds, is that Brett Brown's fault? No. no. you got to want the ball to get offensive rebounds. You miss, somebody's got to be there, but they weren't getting them. And to turn the ball over 15 times, is that the coach's fault? No, but what is the coach's fault? And this is a pivotal part of why the Sixers in a game that they really had no business being a part of because Toronto was shitting the bed as far as shooting. The only reason the Sixers were in was because they were playing hard and they had guys make... And they had... This is a game of runs. In fact, there hasn't been this many runs since Joel Embiid in game one against the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh. I want to tell you that right now. Let me... Uh, I mean, that, the, the 8-0 run, 6-0 run, 8-0 run. Seriously. I haven't seen that much running since Robin went to a a musical, and her makeup was rolling down her face at the end of Les Mis. I mean, that's a lot of running right there. That was a really bad analogy. No, well, don't women, when you're crying, let the makeup run? I went from the poop run to the makeup run. That's better. 
don't, doesn't make up run? Yes, it does. So then how is that a bad analogy? It's not like makeup doesn't run. Don't rip my analogies if they make sense. Rip them if they don't make sense. That's what an analogy is, Robin. Look it up. Google it. <laughs> well, thanks, Tony. <laughs> but here's where Brett Brown has to take the blame. Some of it. You call a timeout, and then all of a sudden, you're getting your guys in a huddle, and you're drawing up a play. That's mm-hmm. what a coach does. Yes. Because most of the game, you know, the coach is just putting up fingers and signaling plays. But in the half-court offense, the Sixers went out of timeouts and then proceeded to turn the ball over immediately, not being able to get a shot off. You, when, you, when you call a timeout and you bring everybody into the huddle. no game plan. No, you have to set up a play. Yes. And now I know the Raptors are a good defense and their coach was countering for it. But when you go out of a timeout in a crucial part of the game that's pretty much dead even at that point, mm-hmm. and you've taken a five-point lead and they take a six-point lead, and they, it was back and forth. It was an unbelievable fourth quarter. But when the coach, out of a timeout, doesn't draw up a logical play to the point where you can't even get a shot off on two consecutive trips down the floor. How do you not get a shot off after you come out of a timeout and and actually put together a play? There was no play. It was guys throwing the ball to another guy, standing around and watch the clock run down and then trying to throw a ball up when it was too late. That's coaching right there. Guys turning the ball over, that's not coaching. Guys not getting rebounds, that's not coaching. Calling a timeout and not having a cohesive or even anything that seemed to be a logical play to run. And why do you think the coaches call everybody over and get the little chalkboard out? This is what we're going to do on this possession to try to get a good shot. And we did not see any of that. No, and that's a legitimate, legitimate way to criticize Brett Brown. Yes. But again, I don't think he's going to be fired because he took his game to a game, his team to a game seven against a team that was superior all season long. Now, or Flucko seven. <laughs> Flucko? I didn't even. Sorry, that was his, a he's in Denver. Bad end. I think he is. Yeah, Joe is, and he's actually looking pretty good in the OTA so far <laughs> yes, in the uh, spring. <laughs> the guy might have found his boy. So there you have it. You can call me unfair, and I said Brett Brown shouldn't be fired, and I said he couldn't. He he, he wouldn't be fired, and I'll give the Sixers credit for this. What they did yesterday, Monday after the game. They had all their exit interviews, except Ben Simmons. He was giving one-word answers to Howard Eskin, asking him a million questions. And that was a little weak. I want to rip Ben Simmons. He's a young kid. He's 22. But did you see the exit interview? Because they did exit interviews. I missed that one. Before they go fishing, which they do on TNT the night before, they set up their fishing trip with Charles and Kenny and all those guys. (laughs) (laughs) They get get tips on where the the tuna are hitting right 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 now. Maybe you want to get a sailfish. Maybe you want to get some bacala. The Bronzino were running strong. The Bronzino, yes. But so they have their exit interviews. So all the players come out. Joel Embiid yesterday came out and said, this bullshit, people saying that Brett Brown should go. The players love him. So when his players basically had his back the day after the season ended on that heartbreaking loss for them, the players weren't, they weren't hedging. And especially Joel Embiid, who's the face of this franchise now. Ben Simmons is important, but Embiid, is the face of the franchise. He's the face of the process. And so when he says it's bullshit, and then what, what, what the owner Josh Harris did, and what Elton Brand, the general manager, did after all the players spoke and then got their crap and got out of Dodge, they sat down last night, and they said, let's get this done. 
Brett Brown was still owed $15 million, remember, because he got an extension last year. Right, right. So he still had two years left on a contract extension that he got last year. So they either eat the $15 million and let him go, and then there would be a lot of outrage around the NBA, not just from fans, because a lot of fans would say, good, because a lot of people are still saying they should have fired him. But what's happening is now all the coaches that were available have all been snapped up. I mean, Minnesota's talking to Jawan Howard and other guys. So there's only really one opening because Minnesota had an interim coach after they got rid of Thibodeau. And so they want to decide whether they're going to keep their interim coach or they're going to interview guys. Frank Vogel was hired by the Lakers. I mean, Cleveland went out and got a college coach. The Cavaliers got Burlines from Michigan. And so the two things you have to look at as an organization, if you're going to fire Brett Brown this late into the postseason, who do you have to replace him? Could there be better guys? Yeah, you don't know. You can hire like Mike Nurse. Uh, no, Nick Nurse in in uh, in Toronto. He was an assistant coach. They fired their coach, who was the coach of the year, Dwayne Casey. And Nick Nurse turns out pretty good. He takes him to the oh, Eastern Conference Finals. So there's people out there who can coach. So that argument doesn't hold water. But in this town, you're not going to take a chance. Remember what, what the Phillies took a chance with Gabe Kapler. The Eagles took a chance with Doug Peterson and were destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they always think there's somebody better. Give me a bigger name. I want a name. I don't want Doug Peterson. I want Chucky. I want, you know, whoever the biggest name is who's unemployed. That's the way fans think in every city, not just in this town. So what happens? All the big names are gone. And there weren't really that many big names out there that everybody was clamoring for. Frank Vogel is not a name that everybody's, oh, my God, the Lakers, Wow. Is Frank Vogel a guy that's going to make the the Laker fans go crazy and say, yeah, man, wow, what a great steal to get Frank Vogel, with no, all due respect no, to Frank. No, but my buddy Steve Rennie has Frank Vogel's old cell phone number. Yep. It's his new number, so people call him all the time, think it's Frank Vogel. He gets congratulations messages no all the way. time. No <laughs> way. So your friend has Frank since, Vogel. Since the Indiana Pacers days. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Frank Vogel changed his phone number. My buddy Steve has the I number. Just happened to get and it. And he gets... Text messages, phone calls all the time. Like, hey, Frank, congrats. What are you up to, Bob? <laughs> he doesn't respond. He responds in kind of like, hey, thanks. I'm really excited to get out there get the guys going. <laughs> That's funny. By the way, speaking of congratulations, I want to congratulate Decon, uh, Deconrad saying, he, one, he finally found how to do the bits, and he is now in bronze place wow. in the bit scoring. Uh, he's, he's on the platform. At least he's, he's on the, on the metal platform he's right now. Yeah. So he, got, he got his new little badge, and um, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but if you see a BF, a black BF in front of your name. BFF? No, that I have is, a couple black BFFs. I'm sure you do. Oh, I'm man. Sure. And BBF. C's, as a matter of fact. Well, I don't, well they're, they're just French. Yeah. But the black BF in front of your name <laughs> means that you are a subscriber at the base level for, and you've been here for a month. And every single month that you are a subscriber, you will get a new. So it goes from black to bronze to silver to gold to sapphire for one Ooh, year. sapphire. Yes. So there's a level above gold now? Yes, for one I know platinum chains. I thought platinum. Yeah, no, platinum chains with diamonds in it. That's pretty good. Well, we don't give any of those away. The reason why was platinum kind of looks like silver when you're making little... Uh, kind of doesn't cost that much. Yeah. So I'll tell you that. But it looks like it, so I had to have a different color. So I went with sapphire, and then I think that the next level up from that is going to be either ruby or emerald. Not quite sure Not yet. Not emerald Gossy. How so, about, uh, let's see, how about titanium? So thank you, thank you to everybody that has a little BF. That means that you are a subscriber, and we thank you so much. 
all my BFFs out there. Now, a lot of people over there on the Twitch board right now, they're on the stream, they're they're mentioning coaches' names who they would like to, and and one of them being the coach from Virginia, Tony Bennett, who I'm yes. going, who, Tony, I actually love him. I, I love I, him too. I love the guy. But it goes to your point of what you were saying is that there's always going to be another guy. There's exactly. Like, it's not like when you know, like in the NFL, when they say, "Oh, this is the last franchise quarterback who's ever going to exist." No, it's not like God stopped making franchise quarterbacks. Exactly. It's not like God stopped making or whoever you worship stop making head coaches in the NBA but you know my point is if they had fired Brett Brown after losing a game seven in a series where pretty much everybody thought that they might not even win a game and at best one after the first after game the first game mm-hmm. yeah but even going into it the Sixers weren't favored so it's not like they were the favorite team bottom line is I don't think what the Sixers did was horrible because now, at least, when they bring Brett Brown next season and they hope Joel Embiid has better nutrition and Ben Simmons spends all summer instead of chasing Kardashian kids working on a shot, you can do that in between. You can bang one of the uh, Jenners, the Kardashian family clan. Your downtime is your downtime. Yeah, right? you want to bang her every day. You want to bang her as long, as long as she's not on a sex strike. Now, remember, she lives in L.A. And you never know in that wacky world out there if uh, the Jenner chick that he was banging, right? Which one was that? Kendall. Kendall Jenner. He was hooked up with her, right? And that's fine. I don't care who he hooks up with. God bless you. Exactly. But what happens if Kendall Jenner or any of the Kardashians go on a uh, follow the sex strike of Alyssa Milano out in L.A.? <laughs> the NBA will shut down. Exactly. Well, that's true. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, speaking Lame. of that, you saw what happened last night in Hollywood. Tristan no. Thompson on TMZ was filmed staggering out absolutely shit-faced, stumbling drunk in front of a club. The sex strike is even affecting Tristan Thompson, for He's going to be sake. the next Lamar Odom. I'm telling you that right now. Tristan Thompson is the new Lamar Odom. Now, wasn't he with one of the uh, Kardashian yes, Kenner Jenners? Yes, he was with Chloe. He was with Chewbacca. That's right. I have to call it Chewbacca. Chewbacca's dead, man. Don't disrespect him. Yeah, don't disrespect him. <laughs> <laughs> <right>. So, <laughs> I... I agree and disagree with you as far as Brett Brown goes. You know me. I've, I've been critical of him since three years ago. So have I. If, I if, the, if the Sixers would have got boat raced out of the series, yeah, he should have been fine. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Game set. I'm still on the, I'm still on the team of, on the side of that he should have been fired. Well, I have my wrong. reasons for it. We're not going to go into that. You're wrong. I, I'm, I'm not. Listen, Tony, I might not always be right, but I'm never wrong. Because that, here's the deal. You still owe the guy $15 million, right? So now you look good around the NBA because this isn't about fans and analysts and talk show hosts and talking heads and former players. This is about how you are perceived around the league. Right. Everybody's worried about you got to have certain players in or else you're not going to be able to attract free agents. That's one of the things. Well, that's the recipe for You success. want your front office to be respected around the league, not embarrassed around the league. And the Sixers really haven't, you know, they had the thing with the Colangelos and Elton Brand is well-respected. So this is his team now. So he's going to be responsible for adding the pieces, getting the free agents. Jimmy Butler, you know, they got three guys, J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler, free agents. Elton Brand might have been their smartest and best hire in the last three years. Absolutely. No, I mean, I'm, and I'm not just saying the, the, the joke. Like, that guy has done more in the front office in one year than he did his entire career here on the floor, which is no slight against him because he was on the downside when he, when he signed him. But he's been a fantastic general manager. I totally agree. Nobody, nobody dislikes Elton Brand. So around the league, you now have respect in your front office. You don't have Colangelo burner accounts anymore on Twitter. It was fun, though. It was fun. I love burner accounts. I don't have one, though. I got a lot of... Uh, they're not called burner. They're called... Sterno? What do you got, Sterno accounts? <laughs> no, no. They're called homage accounts. Homage. Yes. Homage yes, accounts. Yes, you do have many, many I got some fromage accounts. accounts, too. You got some fromage upstairs in the it's fridge. A, they're cheesy, but they're still good. Well, sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's a shit. <laughs> As someone once said... <laughs> 
I needed to hear it once. I know, I haven't played it yet today. But anyway, so Brett Brown, you bring him back, and then next year, you you got him under contract, and if things go bad, and this team doesn't show any progress, then you say, all right, Brett, you know, hey, listen, we gave you a fair shot. We gave you seven years. Six years, you got the process, you lived through all that. Because here's the one thing you got to say about Brett Brown, whether you dislike him or not. I don't dislike the guy personally. I think no, he's a nice no. guy. Everybody likes him. The players like him. He's not a bad human being. So right. it's not like he's such a bad person, he's got to go. Right. Nobody thinks that of Brett Brown. They love him in Australia. His wife's Australian. You know, he's got Australia. The Sixers are Australia's team. They love him in that entire country. Mm-hmm. Love That continent loves him. And so it's not Brett Brown's got to go because he's a douchebag. No. So you bring him back. You let the general manager, because remember, Brett Brown never had any say in any of the players. When he was handed the junk during the process, when they tore that thing down and Sam Henke was getting banners put up because he found a way to bring in crap players to lose games. I'm surprised he wasn't handing out name tags. on a They could have basis. gotten a homeless guy off the street. And said, "All right, come in here now. Let me. I'll pay you a cup. I'm not going to pay you millions. What are you talking about? I'm going to pay you. I don't have to pay you millions of dollars to come in. What say you, a guy who's never even seen a basketball? I'll I'll put you in a suit, and I'll give you a basketball, and you hold it. We'll get you a haircut and a shave and cleaned up. We'll do a makeover. You're a homeless guy. We're going to make you the 76ers general manager. But here's your job, and I think you'll be able to handle this. In fact, we're not even going to do a a vetting process." You look like a guy who can handle this job. I want to give you a second chance in life. Take you off the streets, and you have one mission, my friend. Your mission is to go out and just sign guys who probably have just slightly more basketball skills than you do, my friend. Now, did you play basketball? Yeah, once in a schoolyard. Okay, that's good enough. You have to find guys that really are just guys who at least played maybe in the D League, maybe a year of college maybe you failed or you know at the end of their careers and they just want a job bring those guys in here and then we'll be the new jersey we'll be the new jersey generals against the harlem globetrotters we just lose every week every night we're going to lose and every time we lose we're going to give you a nice little stipend every game you lose we're going to put a little something else in your paycheck we're going to give you take that spit can you got out there we'll wash it out for you and every time you lose a game for us, boom. And by the end of the year, you may get 50, 60, 70 losses added to your resume. And maybe they'll build a banner for you. And then all of the fanboys, all of the process guys, all of these people with podcasts and general manager names and, 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 and blogs about the Sixers, GMs, and Sixers this and Sixers that. And Sixers here and there and everywhere Sixers. Sixers, Sixers, Sixers. Then you're going to make them happy. And they're going to proclaim you an absolute basketball genius. We're going to build. We're going to, we can't build statues anymore. No more statues. I'm sorry, sir. We can't build. But we're going to get a banner. And we're going to put it in Xfinity Live. It's going to hang in there. It's going to hang at bars all over the Delaware Valley where the processed dudes and the bros like to hang out and slap backs and drink crappy craft beers. Maybe they'll have a PBR night, and we'll name it after you. You, sir, he could have done the same thing. And This is now the end of our fictional conversation. 
what Sam Hinkie did could have been done by anyone who's never even touched a basketball. Yet he's some icon in this town because he tanked games and then managed to amass a bunch of second-round draft picks that amounted to nothing. That's the bottom line. So this isn't on Brett Brown. Brett Brown coached what he was given to coach, and he was the good soldier during the bad times. And now things started getting better the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm about fairness. I think Brett Brown is the fact that this team went to seven games in the second round. By the way, they also lost in the second round when people hated that Doug Collins team that got as far as this team got because they were on a three seed. They were like a seven seed, and, you know, a seven seed can't win. So the same crowd that was upset when the Sixers went and beat the Boston Celtics, who were injured, they were upset about, oh, they, yeah, but the Celtics weren't 100%. That doesn't count. Doug Collins, get him out of here. Blow that team up. Let's send Andre Iguodala out to win a couple of championships with the Golden State Warriors. Because he wasn't the guy here. They wanted him to be. It was just bad management that put that team together. And so they'd sprinkle in a couple of guys like Iguodala and put the pressure on them to carry the team when they're not guys who carry a team. They're good complementary players. Anyway, the bottom line is this. Brett Brown is not the reason the Sixers sucked for all those years. He was the willing soldier to fall on the sword for a corrupt organization and an absolute consumer fraud genius in Sam Hinkie, who was also brought in here. And that's why the NBA ran him out. People are mad. How can the NBA force Sam Hinkie out as a general manager? You know why? Because they're concerned about their image and their league. They already have concerns with the lottery coming up tonight. They're concerned that, once again, you know what the big Paul is over this lottery tonight? Whether it's going to be rigged. Because you watch, if the New York Knicks win the lottery tonight, and they have a one, they have a 14%, there's three teams that have an equal chance at the number one pick. The Knicks, the Phoenix Suns, and the Cavaliers have a 14% chance. They have the most ping pong balls. So if one of those three teams wins, they have the most balls. Well, the Cavs so, aren't going to get. They already, they already, they already, they already cheated twice two years in a row for them to get to get number one. No, but the point is they could if it, if this is all not on on. So then you have the Sacramento Kings, the Miami Heat, and the Hornets, the three teams who were last out as far as not almost making the playoffs. They have a one percent chance of winning the lottery, and then the Lakers have a two percent chance. I hate the lottery. It is stupid. It's so dumb. But you know what? Teams, the, the, the worst team doesn't always get to pick. The lottery, and, and people have to be happy. It's like when you go buy scratch-off. Sometimes you, uh, well, you, you know. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. In my case, it's always make a shit. I never make a good with a lottery pick. It, it, they should bring, they should send Gus, the Pennsylvania stinking groundhog, to the lottery tonight up in New Jersey. Screw everybody over. Exactly. Let him shit all over the place and. Gnaw at the desk, break desk, because groundhogs aren't that friendly. No. The guy on the commercial here on the Pennsylvania Gus? Lottery, yeah. he's a rodent. He's evil. Would, now, if, if, if Gus was outside and he was injured, would you bring him in and keep him? Oh, yeah, him absolutely. Back I mean, I'm, I'm, about comp- I'm compassionate. I, I don't want him selling me scratch-off tickets, but if he's hurt... You don't have to, you don't have to sell you. Those things sell themselves. Not Tony, me. All right? they sell I walk themselves. by that son of a bitch now, and I don't even want to look at a I mean, stinking scratch-off. Take scratch my off. money. Just take no, money. I don't do it. Dean dropped some. I think the. I think he gave us some bits, but I, I, they were from like garbage cans. I don't know what they were though. Yeah, he's got a lot of little emojis. I don't on know there, what Ron. they were. 
Easter. No, they're dollar bills. Yes. They're dollar bills wrapped up. And speaking of emojis, um, if you are a subscriber, please make sure that you don't forget about the fantastic Bruno emotes that you can add to. Yeah, there's your... one, two, three, four, five different Bruno heads in there. Did I you saw see them? It? They're right. very stylish, Tony. I had nothing to do with them. Robin put this all together. Can we get them like made in like a pin? A pin? Yeah, like a so I can wear like a like. Or a how about shirt. tattoo? How no, about tattoo? Like I wear a lapel. Or we should make T-shirts with them too. Yeah, no, go. no, no, no. If you get a Tony Bruno tattoo, you can come in the wine cellar for life. Yeah. Hey, somebody did a Mike Scott one. Why not Tony Bruno? I've been here my whole life well, for the most part. We guys been here for one year, for God's sake. We did have a fan that did a Tony Bruno, um, and we miss him dearly. He's pa- since passed away. Um, Our buddy up in Maine. Yeah. Remember. The yeah, main event. Mr. Main Mr. event. Mr. Main event. Up and there in Maine who had a tattoo of my face and Robin with a little Robin on his calf. On his calf. That's right. how much Amy of a Dennis. loyal. Yeah, Dennis. Then Damien Maine. But everybody the, knows uh, him as Mr. Main event. Exactly. And, uh, I actually he, kept the, uh, the, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I literally kept the last DM that he sent yeah. me from. No, when we were, like, because when I was just coming on with you guys back in, God, 2016, it was we, you know, I'd be in the hallway screening the calls and stuff like that. But me and Dennis would go back and forth all the time. Such a great guy. And I couldn't like I went to I couldn't delete it, so I just yeah. I kept oh, it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah I no, I still have. I think I have an email. And we've lost, me. you know, we've lost a lot of great followers over the mm-hmm. years who were listeners, and a lot of people who were ill listened to the show, and he they didn't even it was know their he died. Com- he died. Yeah, he passed away. Their comfort. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Main Event died like two years ago. I think he passed so. Passed away in 2016. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we, heart we, attack. We remember him, of course. We had a guy in Tampa. Dean knows this. I had a guy that used to call in all the time in Tampa. Who passed away? He was a, a veteran. Listened to the show religiously. He was. We were his source of. Mm-hmm. He was going through a lot of pain, and we brought him joy every day yep. to make him and laugh and make him feel better the great about himself. Carlos, also. Carlos in San Francisco, yeah. and of course you got, um, you know, a lot of great people. Uh, Trevor, our buddy up in Connecticut, says he was going through tough times, and he listened to the show just to get away from the real world and have fun. And that's what it's all about. You find things that make you happy. We we're talking about Tim Conway earlier. You watch Tim Conway over the years, the Carol Burnett show. They make he you feel. Away? Tim Conway. Are you serious? You didn't know this, Tony? I. W- I w- That's because you're listening to people talking about the Eagles. No, I'm not on local radio. First of all, that ain't me. You know okay. that. Number two, I, I woke up late. I got up and I just started getting stuff together for for the trip. I didn't. I didn't even go on social media. I didn't do anything. So yeah, that's when I was getting ready for the show. I found out about I Tim Conway. I have no idea. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's shocking. Eighty-five. It's not that he was a young whippersnapper, but he didn't have any. He didn't have dementia. He didn't have any of those diseases that you expect people to slowly leave you. Right. And so we did a tribute to Tim. We played the Carol Burnett theme and and talked about the era when all of those shows at the end would come out and thank the audience for watching. And that's what I like to do every day because I remember I've always thought you know you people do something for you. They they support you. They. They listen to you every day, no matter where I've worked. I've had loyal followers who follow me from job to job and always wind up finding me. And I thank those people every day because without them and their loyal listening, I would be off the air. I mean, no one would care. And that's why we want people to tell their friends about Twitch.tv Bruno Nation Live. And so Dean's wanted me to rip the Luigi. I'm not going to rip him. I, I sincerely didn't know. I just I, no, I, know. I, haven't, I was off the grid for this morning. I was getting things together. Are you going off the grid in San Francisco? Absolutely. Are you going to sleep on the streets? No, it's I'm the poop- cheapest I'm way to get around. On one, though. You got to poop on a So street. I've heard since the weather's going to be really, really bad, I'm going to trek a little north, Tony. Where are you going to go? I think I'm going to Napa. Napa's I'm not that far north, by the way. It's still it. It'll be raining there, too. But they got the wine train. I'm going to do the wine train. Do the wine train. Are you going to be on a cooch train? I just found out. Are you going to be on a cooch train? I'll ride the cooch train. I hope so. I'm going to... 
So I you're tr- not going to do the run at all? Yeah, I'm going to run. They, they might they might wash it completely out. No, no they never cancel a race. No. I'm going to run no matter what. They, Even with the injury, yeah. with the rain, it doesn't matter. I'm going to run. But I found out that I don't come home Sunday night and Monday. I come home Monday night and Tuesday. So I have another day. Ah. Dude. So now I actually might get a, I don't have to squeeze going. Like I can make Alcatraz like a whole day kind of a thing. So they wake up early, do that st- type of stuff. But I th- I'm going to go do the wine train. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, cool. I'm going go north. Your mom doesn't drink though, right? Um, she dabbles. She dabbles. She dabbles. She dabbles. What's she gonna dabble do when I get down there? You're damn right. Fun, man. Meanwhile, let's get down to the business. So I gave you the uh, the NBA update. The 76ers, the lottery tonight, frozen envelope part two, the New York Knicks electric boogaloo. By the way, speaking of former Nick race, did you see what happened to Kristaps Porzingis? Yeah, he got the, lumped up outside the club, man. Yeah, he was in a club in Europe. What, what country was he in? Because he wasn't in the United States. Bruno's tank engine checks in. He goes. Wine train. Sounds like you're on the right track. <laughs> I love the tape. We have tape, I believe, of uh... upon arrival. Yeah, apparently he got he got lit up by by Knicks fans out there because he was you know the gone. Knicks fans are so pissed off that they took him and the remember he was the face of the franchise a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, he was a pr- Tony. He, he was a stud in I, Latvia. He Latvia. Was in yes. Latvia. Latvia. I mean, he was pu- putting up MVP numbers. He's a special kind of a player, man. He really is. And then he went to the Dallas Mavericks. He was sat out the whole year. Yeah, and then he went back to Latvia, and apparently he's in the club. Yeah. And you see this, you've seen the video? I have seen. His head's all bloodied up. He's coming out of the club. Now, nobody saw what happened inside, but apparently some dude jumped him. Yeah. Who jumps a seven foot four? I I don't know. (laughs) Who the hell does that? When he come off the top rope? Let's see if I see. The mean streets of Latvia, baby. Here's here's the uh, the video. That's, that's, from TMZ. Post the video for people who haven't seen it. Look, I, I'm tough, but I ain't Eastern Europe tough. No, right? no, you ain't gone. When I, I was in, when I was in Yugoslavia, hey, hell with that, bro. You get you you, you, you stay away from the uh, from, from the Serbs and you stay away from the Croats, the, the Croatians right. and the uh, and the <laughs> Serbians and the Serbians will kick your ass. Hey, they've been through a lot of hell. I know they, that they've, they've been raised in hate. I'm not doing they've, that. It's not that they've been raised in hate; that they've just been they they've had to. Yeah, there was a civil war yeah. there. They just got Miami Vice on TV. What do you think is going on oh. over there? They're pissed. I told right. you when I was there in 1984, Whoops. when it was still Yugoslavia. Uh, it's playing. It's playing in the uh, background now. Here, right here. We don't so, have the videos on. No, there's no there's no audio. Looks there's like. no audio, but apparently, so a handful of oh. Russians apparently. Oh wait, maybe there is. Oh, here we go. Here, here we go. go. He's here coming go. out of the club. Shirt ripped. Pushing a chick. Please. He said poor for poor. some chick out of the way. He's pissed. Sexist. Misogynist. Look at all those white people over there. That's the problem in Latvia. There's too many white people. That's white privilege. Dude. He's like the tallest guy in the entire country. So it's hard. Especially when his head's bleeding. Dude got tuned in a club. Those Knicks fans are serious. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. You <laughs> That's not James Dolan's hit, man. No, he got rid of him, James Dolan. James wow. So remember, kids, if you're going to Latvia, if you're going to Latvia this summer for your summer vacation, keep your guard up, man. You're damn right. Bring some seven footer with you, because you never know who's going to kick your ass on the mean streets of Latvia. What's the capital of Latvia, Robin? I should know this. The capital of Latvia. Is oh, Dean is checking in right now. He just texted me. He sent me a Riga. Of the, uh, Riga, Latvia. Riga, that's right. It's nice. They do a nice little vinaigrette. Riga, on top. It's yes. Beautiful. 
He just texted me. He just texted me over a picture of uh, the wine train because his wife and him did. Yeah, it. they did the wine it's train. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the inside of the wine train? I've been there a million. I don't, I'm I've so, never read it. I'm sorry. I've never I'm had sorry. to get on the wine train because I wasn't there for a day and had to take the wine train so I wouldn't be completely shit faced when I do my tour of all the wineries. But for people who don't want to drive, it's brilliant because you take the wine train. It's sort of like the cooch train, and sometimes there's some good cooch in the wine train. Really? Because it looked empty on her Dean. No, well, because she's there with during the week, probably. Okay. You're going to weekends, man. I'm going Friday. It, it'll look like you know that the, the videos of the Japanese subways when there's so many people and they keep pushing more yes. people. Have you seen? You've seen that, right, Robin? Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. The Japanese subway trains. Like it's they just, crazy. It's, it's like sardines. It literally. It is really is. I mean, if there's people at the door, you know, when they say step in so the door can close. You don't step in. You get pushed in like you're being pushed into a tin can, and then the doors close. And when they close, they people are literally against the doors, absolutely crammed in like sardines. That's Look at good, that. That's beautiful, though. This is the VIP section. No, it's a great. It's a great idea. The like wine little, train. Little little. Um, those chairs look comfy. No, it's a beautiful train. I go on a different train. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I ride a different train when I'm there. Choo choo, bitch. Wow! 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 <laughs> Well, yeah, I got that. Yeah, you understand. Anyway, let's get down to the rest of the business now. (laughs) We talk hockey yet? No, let's get to the hockey. Because last night, while the Phillies were throwing 700 pitches. I saw that. (laughs) And going deep into the night. I was waiting for Joe Buck at midnight to say, deep in the night, which now past midnight in the East. Well, they had rain last night, so the Phillies and Brewers won the big series. It was on ESPN. Did they bail on that game? Because it was the Monday night ESPN baseball game. Yeah, probably like, ain't nobody got time for this, man. We're going to bed. Let me play that right now. Let me play a little music for baseball. <laughs> Welcome to rainy Philadelphia, <laughs> where somehow we still got a baseball game in after a delay. And after Aaron Nola couldn't even get out of the third inning no. for the month. He did. He went three full innings. He threw like 100 pitches. Everybody was throwing pitches last night. They lost track of the pitch count by the combine, but the Phillies' bullpen did a good job. They were down 2 nothing. Then Aaron Nola hits a ground ball that should have been out of the inning, and they throw it away at first base. Tie game. The much maligned Cesar Hernandez, who at one point swung at a ball that bounced down four... T- it bounced as many times as the Kawhi Leonard... Game-winning jumper before he swung at it and, and, and missed what it. Is he doing? What is he doing? But he redeemed himself because he jacked one out of there. He hits a two-run homer, tie the ball game later, and then the Phillies go on and have a big seventh inning and win the game. Last night, a big win over the Brewers because that was that game was ugly. And and and, and by the way, the much maligned Ryan Harper is still struggling at the plate, but he made a game-saving catch. Yeah, Bryce had a Bryce. A diving catch yep. with the bases loaded. That could have ended it for the Phillies. But he made a couple of great plays in the outfield, especially that one. And the Phillies win it. And the Brewers are good, man. I mean, this is a damn good baseball I team. I picked them to go to the World Series. I mean, they're, they're, they're a really good, good team. So they're that's young. a big win because that game looked ugly. It went, And I jokingly said, before the, as the Phillies were going into the seventh inning against the Brewers, and it was now like almost 11 o'clock at night, and people were leaving because they were there all night. It was a miserable night. I said the hockey game would end before the Phillies game did. And it started like two hours later. <laughs> and so I go flipping around between right. like the 72 pitching changes in the Phillies game last night. I'm flipping over to NBC Sports Network, and I'm watching hockey action. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, I think both teams were at a mound business. They were just texting the bullpen. Like, send, them, send somebody else oh, out. Yeah. It was they bad. should have brought the cart back, the bullpen cart. He needed it. 
They should have had a train, actually, just bringing the, the pitchers in. Well, they had the thing in Milwaukee, right? Don't they have the train up top, the brew crew thing? Yeah, but that doesn't bring anything in. No, that's in Houston is a train. Milwaukee's the got, train. The, got the slide where Bernie the you're brewer. Right. Yes, you're right. Bernie the brewer. Slides into the beer vat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they still do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. After every home run, sure. He slides in, but there's no beer in there. That shit would be expensive, man. Hell Even yeah. the cheap shit now is expensive. But anyway, let's go to hockey action last night. My favorite part of the show. I asked for it. Here it comes. Damn right, baby. It's in team. Last night in the Shark Tank in San Jose at the SAP Center. I picked the winner at all. At San Jose. What's up with the Sharks in games two? I don't know. Do you realize that they're like an even, they have an even odd problem, the Sharks, Robin. Did you know this? I did not know this. That in even numbered games in the playoffs, their record is one in six, and they're minus 13 in the goal differential. So they get outscored by 13 goals in games two of a series. Even games, mostly game two. They can't win game two. They won game one. So the St. Louis Blue last night go into the tank. And that Bobby Bertuzzo makes a nice linguine with clam sauce. But he's a defenseman for your... And now in your frozen section... I call him Bobby. He's Robert Bertuzzo. Bertuzzo, I should say. He's Italian. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he's a good, sometimes, sometimes he plays like shit. Now, Trevor is ripping your hockey music, saying that uh, he needs to upgrade our hockey music for That's us. That's the NHL on NBC I theme. Mean, That's the one they use. I Don't yell at me. I'm using the authentic. I gave you the major baseball tonight theme on ESPN. I got them all. I got TNT. I got NBA on ESPN. I got NBA on TNT. NBA on NBC. CBS basketball now, theme. Now, Trevor, which... We got which, <laughs> Trevor, which hockey music would you like which us one? to play? Exactly. What cater to you on this program? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you, it's all about you. you. Tell you know, me, say, I'll tell find me. it. The, you know, the, the Sharks win game one, they fin to lose game two. You get it? They fin to lose yeah. game two. Trevor, you say, post the link to whatever hockey music. I got, I got music. the old Fox one with the, the glowing puck. I got that somewhere. But that's not ap- applicable right now. So last night, Shark Tank, I mentioned, they suck in game two at home. One and six. By the way, in odd number games, they're 8-1 and one and plus 14. So they win game one, they go up, and now St. Louis is in there trying to steal one on the road before they go back to the Checker Dome in St. Louis. Of course, they don't play in the Checker Dome. But anyway, 2-2 game, third period, just under four minutes left. Robert Bortozzo, a defenseman who hasn't even played a lot. Wicked, wicked pisser. No, he doesn't play for Boston. He plays for St. Louis. Wicked backhander made it 3-2. And then a short time later, another backhander on a brilliant beat from Alexander Steen to the great Oscar... What's his name? <laughs> Svenquist. I can't even read... It's, it's Svenquist. You can't even read your own handwriting? From the great... I know it's Oscar, Oscar. Svenquist. I couldn't even see what I wrote down here. But and I there's know a pause and it's... What's no, his name? It's a, Oscar, 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 O-S-K-A-R, Svenquist. Backhander. The feed was some Bobby steam. Bobby made a nice Oscar too, man. Yeah, a little. Oh, I was watching a guy make a fillet Oscar yesterday on this uh, TV show. I thought Tony was gonna die. He kept calling. He kept calling me upstairs, going, "Robin, watch this. Oh, watch no. this. I'm so hungry." You know what Harry's I'm Savoy so Grill is here in Yeah, Philly? absolutely. So they had a chef on from Harry's Savoy Grill, great steakhouse, making fillet, a 12 ounce fillet, and then he seared it on both sides because it's really thick. I mean, you want to talk about thick? So he sears it on both sides and then finishes it in the oven. Yeah, that's what you do. And then he made some potatoes. He put those in a tray in the oven. And then, then he made the Bernays sauce. And as you know, Bernays is hollandaise. But what do they add to hollandaise to make it Bernays? In our little 
food segment, our foodie chat segment. I know this. You know what they do? It's basically the same thing. It's 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 egg yolks, and then they put it over a, uh, a what do you call a water bath? Mm-hmm. But you can't let them cook. You got to just have the yeah, eggs get to a little bit of war- a little bit of warmth. And then you keep you know you keep slapping those bitches around those eggs, and then you add clarified butter and you start whisking it and you keep whisking it and whisking and it whisking and, and whisking, whisking it. and whisking and that's that's your hollandaise. Right. Then if you want to go bernays, which you put over the fillet. You got to get tarragon, a reduction of that, tarragon of with white wine and, and vinegar. vinegar reduction in the tarragon, and then you just take the tarragon out of a little uh, ramblet after it's been reduced. After it's been reduced, and you just pour pour that in there and mix it around, and that's the bernays. That's the flavor in the bernays. So anyway, this guy makes this monster bernays, and then he gets crab meat. Yeah. And of course, and the crab was the lump. It was like it was a, the biggest it was like, lumps it was I've like ever a, seen. It was like a softball sized lump of crab, but he had a whole plate of it. So he gets a sauteing pan. Again, clarified butter. And then he gets asparagus and slices them vertically. Mm-hmm. Nice little short pieces, about inch and a half each. Three stalks sliced up in the pan. You're not cooking them now because they've already been blanched. Correct. So you're throwing in the asparagus. Then you throw in these monster-sized crab lump meat. This isn't claw meat. This isn't like fake crab meat that you get in the winter. This is real Maryland lump crab meat. I mean, gigantic suckers. The biggest crab meat. Huge. And he throws it in there and he's sautéing it. Then he he plates the filet, puts the crab meat, and of course the beautiful asparagus on top, and then takes that Bernays and buries it like cream chip beef on toast. You want to talk about good. And then when they cut into the filet, it's still pink in the middle. Oh, Oh, man. So fantastic. It was better than I went on a sex strike. I said, I'll go on a sex strike for a month if I had one of those filets. We got to go to Harry's, (laughs) not Harry Mays. He would, if I went to Harry's and said, hey, Harry, can you mix me up one of them nice Bernays? And they call that Oscar. A la Oscar. A la Oscar. Oscar. And you've had Bernays, I mean, filet Oscar. Yeah, of course. But they give you like little crab cake, meat, little it's meat. Nonsense, Tony. Not yeah. this. This stuff was monstrous stuff. Man, it was good. I am pissed off. I am too, because I was hungry. That. Harry would say Now, per, per request, Oscar Tony. style, baby. Per request, I am playing the following hockey music for your hockey season. Okay, go because I want to continue. It's not over yes. yet. After you got done saying that, I'm going to say something to Tony now in Italian. I'm thinking, I got to the farm. <laughs> I know. I'm starving, I'm man. I'm starving right now. I'm dying. I want to go get... It's a 12-ounce filet. You don't... You know, the, most of the cuts are four and six ounces. Sure. Maybe eight is the big... But to see a 12-ounce filet... Yeah, it's, it's a... You want to talk about meat. Yeah. You want to talk about a nice chunk of meat. God, was that awesome? That's a nice, tasty was, was uh, piece of meat. Oh, that's got to be a, a buck twenty. Yeah, easy. And it's worth it. The crab meat alone, when you see that lump size of that crab meat and the Bernays, we got to go to Harry's. And they're not a sponsor. Nope. But they're a legend. They've been around thirty years. Harry's Savoy Grill. It's in Center City, right? Harry's Savoy Grill, it's called. (laughs) Bob from Valley Forge. Just to be clear, plates the fillet, not fillet the plate. No, I fillet the plate after I finish that (laughs) 12-ounce sucker. I'm lapping that. I'm lapping all the Bernays up. Are you you licking it, Tony? (laughs) I'm looking it up right now. Find out what that Harry's... uh, The Galamad's only 14 bucks. That's not... Yeah, but I'm telling you, a 12-ounce fillet a la Oscar... I'm saying that that 12 is it in Wilmington, probably... Delaware? I thought they had it in Center. It's not just one, is there? I'm saying a filet with sides is like 54 bucks. Well, I'm going dinner menu right now, so I, I got yeah, this. Yeah, we'll get that. In the meantime, play the hockey music so I can continue. I'm, I'm saying the over-under 54. That's where I'm going. I'm, $54? I'm $54. For Are you kidding ounce. me? 
You can't get a you can't go to a la carte. go to Sizzlers a la and get carte. a steak for fifty four dollars. Robin, so you got to do this whole you got to create the Oscar basically like a la, uh, which it's it? a la carte. No, the potatoes are a la carte. They're always extra. The fillet, no, the, the bernaysa. Well, yeah, the I... petite fillet Oscar. Right, is thirty four ninety five. But how's what's that petite? Four ounces, a quarter Six pound. Ounce. Six ounces of petite the fillet. Twelve ounce, a twelve ounce. Filet over right. there is forty one ninety five. Yeah, but that's and then not you finished. can add jumbo lub crab meat onto it mm-hmm. for sixteen dot, or you can go Oscar like you can create an Oscar style. That's what for we're talking about. Eighteen, right? Forty one ninety five plus eighteen. That's fifty nine ninety five. So I was out close. The door sixty bucks. Let's get the freaking family truckster up. Yeah, there right now. The I was close. Here. I was close. I said fifty four. Look, we're talking three of those. Right? So I was still, I was still under. Galamar for the table with 194. We get a bottle for 40. They got 35. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I mean my language. I'm it's telling cold. you right now. It's, it is Wilmington, Delaware. It's right over. Speaking of meat, man, I need a good filet. I haven't had a good filet in a I'm long hungry, time. I'm hungry, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw that I filet. I haven't had any meat in a long time. Uh, <laughs> well, Tony's been on a sex trip for the past three years over here. <laughs> Seriously, let's just bag the last hour and 13 minutes. Uh, no, Cancel no, no, my no, show tonight. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Jesus. All right. Shall we get back to Let's get back to the hockey. What was the last time you saw a hockey segment broken down for a Harry's uh, Savoy Grill filet segment? You know, you know they a Oscar that on ice. You know I mean? Oh, you know, man. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> we got to get the hell out of here. Even the Kardashians' crabs aren't that big. I'll tell you right now. Just as tasty from what I hear. This is hockey music? This is hockey yeah. music. From yeah. where? This is the NHL on Versus. Versus is, is gone. It's been gone. That's why it's gone. This sucks. That sounds like a bad hair band on Access TV this. concert. Lee, this was a request. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was requested out of the DJ show. This doesn't even sound like hockey. No, this is terrible. Sorry. No wonder why Versus went out of business. They opened for uh, Creed or something? What is this? Jeez. Sounds like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer in the 40-year concert. It sounded awful. Sounds like every CD CD player getting played in a garage in Bristol right now. Exactly right. It's horrible. Meanwhile, so back to the hockey action. I mentioned the two backhander beauties. And the St. Louis Blue win 4-2. And the series is 1-1 as they go to St. Louis now. Yeah, but based on your on, on your statistics over here, you gave, it's, it's, it's a shoebox bet on the Sharks away. The odd games. I mean, they're yeah. they're destroying teams on the odd. But the bottom line is, I mean, St. Louis is playing great. And you know what the best part of the St. Louis Blues, Robin? You know what the best part is? Go ahead. What are you looking at? No, Flyers super fan. The NHL 94 for Sega Genesis theme song is the best. It's I couldn't I couldn't agree more. So, got John, saying, so the one thing about the St. Louis, Louis Blues, I'm sorry, you were saying, God. Well, remember, Versus was also uh, something else. It wasn't called, it was called, before it was Versus, it was oxygen? something else. Uh, no, Oxygen is still there. In I'll, fact, I'll see if I can get that. What was it? The, the transition was from something to Versus, and then it became NBC Sports Network. But anyway, so now, you know what they do? I didn't realize this. So what happened after the game? What happens all the time in St. Louis? Because everybody's got their traditional music. Do you know what the traditional song that they play in the Blues locker room after no. every win? What is it? This is the song. Are you playing? What do you? No, this is this, this was is the also Sega Genesis this thing. Is, this is the well, Sega. let me ask Alexa. Alexa, play Gloria. Here is Gloria for La Vida. Gloria no, you have to. You have to Spanish say Laura. Laura. Andrea Bocelli. Alexa, no, I don't want that. I love Bocelli, but I don't want that version. Alexa, play Gloria by. 
What's her face? The first name? Laura. Laura Brannigan. Laura on this Echo Dot. You, you need really to click? upgrade oh, your yeah. Amazon Music. I'm Alexa. not upgrading nothing. I don't okay, need a damn upgrade. Stop. Everybody stop Let talking. Let me do it. Quiet on the set. First, please. you have to tell her to stop. Alexa, stop. I love Bocelli, though. I can't help her to stop from Bocelli. Just a taste of just a second of Andre. Now imagine this is playing over top of us as we're sitting down at the Harry's. <sighs> little Oscar on the table. Oh, man. A nice bottle of Cab. You know what they were pouring with this Cab, too? A beautiful Cabernet Sauvignon 2015 vintage. And what was the, what was the winery, Robin? I mean, it's, it's top shelf stuff. And you know what they were using to pour it? A Coravin. You know the one that you put over the bottle and it just pierces? Yes. And Observation. So you, it takes way too yeah, freaking long it to pour. It takes a long time to get a pour out of that. It's ridiculous. And they're like 250 bucks for those Coral Vans. And every time I see that commercial, I'm like, what, what is leftover wine? No, but she was pouring the bigger bottle. She wasn't pouring just a regular. Uh, she was pouring a bigger bottle. It wasn't Camus, but it was a really good cap. And then you have Bocelli. Is Bocelli appropriate for a delay yes. Oscar dinner? It, yes, absolutely. Bocelli is appropriate for anything. It's just, but, in the, it's, just, it's just back there because, you know, after the, uh, <laughs> as you're eating... As you're having a great conversation, you're having at the dinner table. You stop talking just for a second. You get a flutter of this in, in your ear, oh. and as you're as you have the food in your mouth, or you're drinking the wine, it just we just it just takes you to another place. Uh. Yes, everybody's agreeing that it, that the show has officially gone off the no, rails. We've lost cabin, We've pressure, lost cabin pressure because we're starving. Tony's pigs is frozen. See, that's the problem. When Tony starts talking about food, oh. and he does this with his hands right here, oh, where he man. puts up to his mouth, and he just starts talking. Oh. Yes. That's what I'm thinking, right? Gloria, when I'm with the Oscars sliding down my gullet. So back to the versus and the uh, versus the versus. Who, who gives a shit? <laughs> just, right. just stay in this moment right now. Uh, Alexa, stop. You have to say really loud. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I don't want to call it <laughs> bitch. Don't you understand? <laughs> exactly. Do you understand the words that come out? And of course, Dean, Dean texts me and goes, he has one. He, he has, has one. I know he has a Coravan. What else does he do? He sits around and listens to the show all day and gambles. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're really awesome. The idea yeah, is it's, fantastic. It's, I like a nice cocoa van. You know, there's gas in there, so it injects gas into the uh, argon gas or something like that. Right. And this way it keeps the Correct. wine because it preserved. Doesn't, it, it, the, the gas is a heavier gas so that it doesn't mingle and it doesn't allow right. any oxygen to So you don't have to, to worry about pumping the air the, out. Uh, the wine. So it's so... Basically, it's still it, the the wine bottle stays completely sealed. Right, yeah, and a lot of restaurants have these built in where they serve great wines by the glass. Yes, and they're all under these pressurized systems, and then they just pour it, or, so they can pour a glass of it, and then you could try different glasses and different pours. So, people said that that was really really creepy. That the that your camera froze for a second. I had to unfreeze it, but while it was frozen, the music <laughs> was playing underneath it. It looked like it was in memoriam. Yeah, it was. It was a creepy. This show's been dead for about an hour, right? <laughs> now if you're just joining us okay what time did i get so here now we're gonna try this again <laughs> by well, the way the update from flyer super fan or no from uh from trevor outdoor life network oln remember oln oln right. outdoor ah. life so they used to show like hunting and fishing shows is that where they there. had the uh the the dutch the oven, dutch guy? oven guy was that he probably him? was on there yeah because yeah. he would have to make yeah, he would cook outside with the dutch oven Right. And he Not cooked like squir- We had no, him no. on the show on yes, the, the night show. The guy was huge. Yeah. I mean, he would like be out in the middle of nowhere in the, in the woods. He was like a redneck. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course not. What do you, so what do we, and he, he did the Dutch oven chef. Yep. So on Outdoor Life Network, OLN, he would show you how to prepare game. So if you go out and you get a squirrel, not the ones that we just raised because they would be against the law. Yes. Right. But people nice. shoot game, you know, and then they're out 
they're, they're country people. And I, I spit game. Them. I don't have. I don't no, spit. I got spit game. Can I, I, game can I just say time. something? I kind of miss the little squirrels, those little buggers. I they were too. getting a little feisty the last time I saw, though, Robin. They're no, they one were nice. of We Brindy and the oh, little shit. tiny you run. Named it? I named yes, Dora. Dora was. See, once you Dora. name it, then it becomes hard to let go of. It was tough. It was really hard, but I did it. You know, as any good mother, you you don't think of yourself. You think of your children first, and so they they were happier and better off. By the way, happy belated Mother's Day. Oh, thank that's right. You, thank you. No, you you didn't. I got to say gave, happy birthday. You gave me a card. So that was a nice card, Louise. Thank you. I got to say happy birthday to my daughter-in-law. Yes, Sarah Bruno. I know she's younger than I remember. Thirty-three today, 33. down there in Maryland, down hey, there in Chestertown, Maryland. Happy birthday, Sarah. And, of course, the Tour de Lance was on OLN. Remember they had the Lance Armstrong where they called it the Tour de Lance back no. when he was dominating? I don't remember that. I don't remember that he had his own tour. No, the Tour de France but it was became the, called the, the Tour de Lance ah. because, because he owned it every year right. when nobody knew he was juicing and nobody and he was like the world's greatest bicyclist. I mean, you have but, a family. But, your dad's a bicyclist. Your, your brother's a bicycle. But listen, I mean... It's the Tour de France, but they, got, they renamed it the Tour it, de Lance. The guy had, like... Cancer throughout his entire body. Maybe we just let him have steroids. It's okay. I, like, I agree. It's, it's cool. Seriously, like. Wait a minute. I hate to do this to Robin. I really, really do. If your brother or your father were listening to this today, I if do they not are, they'd be smarter. Them, I don't recall them ever calling it Tour de Lance. Why would you think they would call it the Tour de Lance, Robin? Well, that wasn't it makes the official name. That what they didn't actually put that on the screen. The Tour de Lance. It was the Tour de France. By the way, Timothy D. Moore, ten. Thank you very much for the follow. Thank you. I miss the good ESPN outdoors on Saturday mornings. Remember and those shows? Bob from yes. Valley Forge is resubscribing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Let me give him a roar round of applause right here, right now. And again, if you have subscribed to us already, unless you did like a multiple month pay for subscription, mm -hmm. if you are just subscribing to us through uh, excuse me through Twitch Prime because you linked your Amazon Prime member <laughs> account to your Twitch account and you followed us and. Uh, subscribe through there. You need to do that every single month. Every single month, you need to re up. <laughs> we lost cabin pressure is a good one. Yes, I haven't heard that one used on this show. Now, <laughs> shall we get back to trying to get Betty to do what you want her to do? Yes. Yeah, so I'm back still in the hockey segment. This is an expanded. Yes. This is longer than the NHL Tonight used to be on ESPN. This is longer than the post game show on NBC Sports Network with the great cast of characters, Kevin Weeks. I mean, they got. I'm telling you, the NHL Network does a phenomenal job. I'm not saying the other ones don't. NBA TV is good. Sure. But NHL Network. How about former Flyer Goldie Great on there? Does between, you know, there's Pierre who's down, uh, down on the ice. Pierre Maguire's down there. A lot of Flyer fans hate him because they think he roots against the Flyers. Is he the guy with the jackets, the funny ties or whatever? No, no, no. You're thinking of what's his facing, the former Boston Bruin coach. The crazy guy up in Boston. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who it is. I'm not, I'm not privy to, to very That's many bad hockey, hockey knowledge right uh, well, there. What do you expect? Brian Boucher. Brian Boucher. Uh, Remember the flyer goalie? He was pretty good here. He's really good as an on-ice analyst. He does the post-game interviews. Yes. The only Boucher I know is Bobby Boucher. Not Bobby water, Boucher. He's a water no. boy. I mean, he's... No, no, no. no he's much better. Boucher. Don Cherry's the crazy guy. and the former, former coach of the Boston... Not only was he coach of the Boston Bruins back in the heyday, he coached in other places, but Bep Whittlin was one of my favorite coaches. Boston... Bep Whittlin. Bep Whittlin. That's a great hockey name. He was the coach of the Boston Bruins and then became the coach of the short-lived Cleveland Barons. Now that okay. is, that is, or was it the Kansas City Scouts, I believe? Another defunct NFL team. Bep Whittlin. Even Dean's well, got to be. Well, there was a Kansas City Scouts. No, I know. I know. That. Yeah, I know that. No, uh, there was the Cleveland Barons, too, and then there was the Kansas City. So two defunct franchises. 
And then Columbus got a team, so they have a team. And anyway, so that's out in the West, though. So what's going on in the East? Well, tonight. And, and so, no, I want to finish. I oh, got to finish sorry. that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Don't, don't distract him I'm anymore. Sorry. No, I apologize. I'm so, sorry. Because, you know, every team has their good luck charm, right? Yeah, of course. The Flyers used to have Kate Smith until she was deemed a racist 80 years later. So she's out the door. They, I have the shroud, by the way. I oh, you have it, the I, I brought it back with me. All right, you, good. I need that Kate Smith I shroud. I got it. I got it. We need it for the draft lottery. <laughs> my, my hockey knowledge is like second to none. Give I, me that crap. I, I, I agree. I'm old school, man. What the hell is that? What was that? It was your chocolate milk that fell. It's empty. And then I put it over there and it fell again. It's an empty. It it, really by the way, it's my fair. You see, people think I'm like doing steroids. You see what I bought the other day and BJ's? You got the, the no, thing no. that fell on the floor? It's, it's underneath. It's underneath. Fair no, life. no, that's not it. It's called Fair Life. The can that's on the floor. The, uh, it the fell bottom. underneath the cabinet. It. Let me get it here. No Is one's going to think you're doing steroids drinking, drinking Fair Life, Tony. No, but you know what's good? Because I, like, I, I have to get protein drinks. But this see. is Fair Life. They make milk, too. Oh, I've seen those. This is 30 grams of protein in this sucker, and it's good stuff. What's the sugar content? Let me check it out right now. So you got uh, total fats, two and a half grams. That's not bad. It's only 3%. 150 calories. Yeah, it's low on the calories, but that's That's good. not bad. No trans fats, cholesterol, no cholesterol. Sodium's only 23, 230, but that's 10% of your total intake. So I don't use salt on anything. So that's good. Carbs is 1%, 4 grams. Fiber is zero. Total sugar is 2 grams. And protein, 30 grams, which is 60% of your daily uh, recommended uh, amount of uh, protein. Because the other one I take, the Boost, yeah, which I, I buy too. Actually, Boost tastes good. Boost tastes better than this, chocolatey-wise. But it doesn't have quite it as It doesn't many. have 30. That has 22. And it has a little bit more sugar in it, too. Yeah, this, this is pretty good. So I bought a case of this. It's lactose-free and it's gluten-free. Is it sucker-free? It's sucker-free. Thank you. We're going to do a sucker-free final hour coming up uh, in our final hour of the show today. Okay, let's see if you can get Betty to go. Okay, meantime, so Sharks lose, Blues win. And you know what their theme song is in the St. Louis Blues? It's, I'm going to take a guess that it's Gloria. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I'm gonna, Good answer. I'm going to go on a limb and say it's Gloria. Now that you've had a chance to digest that for that filet Oscar. Right, and we went through the entire Buccelli catalog, <laughs> so we're good to go. And we're circling back uh, around. This show comes back. This show's circling the drain right now. But anyway, Alexa... Play Gloria by Laura Branigan, please. Here's a sample of Gloria by Laura Branigan on sample. Amazon Music. Beautiful. So the blues, for some reason, and I still haven't been able to research that because I had so much going on this morning. So when they come off the ice and go into the locker room, right. in the dressing room as they call it, they have this cranking in there. You remember this song? We <laughs> I had this playing in my house in a, the Italian version. The Ita Isn't this the most recorded song ever? I don't know. I think it's the most like uh, uh, covered song ever. I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I, I thought uh, I don't. I haven't heard like a uh, uh, an Ice Cube remix or, or P Diddy do. Just hang tight. It's in the works. <laughs> so that's what they play. So meanwhile, they walk into the locker room after the game, and this music's cranking. But then the Blues PR per people on their website, St. Louis Blues, they wrote, even Gloria, Gloria is paused when the chief comes in. And the chief, of course, you know who that is. What's that, Tony? Not John Martin, my buddy, the chief. Craig Barube, former flyer coach. No! Yeah, he's the coach of the Blues. Hello? You got Rod Brindamore. You got two former flyer players, one former flyer coach 
in the finals of the East and West, respectively. Well, I'm all about the Carolina Hurricane. You know. Then uh, tonight, uh, in Raleigh, speaking of that, let's get back down now that I've given you your Gloria take. i got to find out because, you know, the, the Red Sox use Sweet Caroline by I Neil hate, Diamond. I hate that shit. But no, but everybody's got their, everybody's got their shtick. Yeah, that's true. Neil Diamond used to sing it up there before he couldn't sing anymore. He would sing Sweet Caroline live, like Kate Smith sang God Bless America. At least God Bless America has meaning. Sweet Caroline was about Caroline Kennedy he was singing it's about, right? Mexico, really? I didn't know yes. that. Yes. When I went to that Chinese Lantern Festival thing yes. down here in Philadelphia, I made my way down Chinatown afterwards, and I ended up in a karaoke bar. Did you sing some Chinese karaoke? No, there was no Chinese people in there. All, all the, it was, seriously, there was nothing but white people in there. It was, it was really Damn, lackluster. Crackers, man. But we got to get these white people out of here, man. I'm sick of all these The Phillies sang High Hopes because Harry Callis, that's a great point, Trevor. Remember when Harry Callis would sing High Hopes? The old classics that we have. But none of those players know what Gloria is. They don't care. They just want to play some funny, stupid songs. You are correct, Tony Bruno. Caroline, Sweet Caroline. It was after Caroline Kennedy. Neil Diamond stated the inspiration for his song was John F. Kennedy's daughter, Caroline, who was 11 years old at the time that it was released. That's a good job out of you, though. Oh, come on, man. You think I just fell off a turnip truck? You have well, so like much crazy information in that noggin of yours. And so that's why when Luigi's ripping Gloria by Laura Branigan. I wasn't ripping. I love the song. Okay, but but people are wondering. I don't know why the blues play it. So can right. you can you do research? Because I was yes, doing I so am. much Hold research on. this morning. So I see this whole cap, Gloria, play Gloria. And then people, I'm like trying to figure out. I know the song. I don't know what the significance is. To the St. Louis Blues hockey team. That's okay, what I'm asking. Here I have it right here. Like we have an update. So, Wait, Robin, we got to go to the update desk and get this. We got to finish the business. We can't just keep get sidetracked. Because people were saying like they need a remix of this. I'm like, you know, there's only one person who could do this, right? Now, normally I don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your glory update. Let's go to the hockey vaults and your correspondent. Hockey vaults. Let's go down behind the uh, behind. Let's go uh, be- between the benches with your correspondent, a woman who wants. Actually got hit by a hockey puck, and she hit it back. <laughs> Miss Robin. She hit it back. <laughs> the track Gloria has become a rallying cry of sorts for the Blues, and the story is a perfect cocktail of friendly bar patrons in Philadelphia, the NFL playoffs, and a lot of circumstance. Five Blues players checked into Jack's NYB, a private hole in the wall in Philadelphia, to watch the Bears play the Eagles in the NFC Wild Card. Oh, round. so it comes back just a Philly yes. connection here. When a club member repeatedly yelled, play, Gloria, play, Gloria, blues players enjoyed watching the club go wild when the DJ obliged and played it on commercial breaks. Wait a minute. So the actual, the whole St. Louis blues playing Gloria yep. in their clubhouse, in their locker room, Phillies. because they came to some hole-in-the-wall uh-huh. bar. What's the name of the bar again? Um, it's called Jack's NYB. Jack's NYB. Do you know where that is, Luigi? You're a frequenter of Hole in the Wall Bar. You look that up while I finish this story. Jack's NYB. They enjoyed the song so much that they brought it home with them. We just and this is blues player Robbie Fabry told uh, Fabry told we just happened to get a win the next day, and so we made it our win song. How about that? So if the Blues win the Stanley Cup, we can attribute it. To the city of Philadelphia. Correct. There's always and a t shirts of this that say play Gloria. Yep. Yes. And so now the pray the phrase play Gloria is trademarked by the Philly Bar, wow. which sells t-shirts emblazoned with a slogan. The Jack's New York Brigade. Brig- Brig- ah, brigade. Brigade. Excuse me. It's at uh Oh my god, it's right down the block. It's a private bar though. It's 16th Street. It's 2739 16th. No way. We're yes. so gonna have to go down there. So Jack's NYB, what does it stand for? 
New York Brigade. New York Brigade. Jack and it's not even in the Mummers because we don't have any New York Brigades in the Mummers Parade here no, in Philly. Corey is fancy. So Jack's New York Brigade so has it's unlike- essentially doubled as a Blues fan club for the postseason as well. And if the Blues get this thing done and they win the Stanley Cup, you better believe I'll be working with them to get that Stanley Cup back to the Jack's club. T-shirts are selling faster than we could ever believe. It literally says wow. Jack's NYB play glory. <laughs> That's awesome. See what you learn here on this show? This is called intensive research. I'm not just watching the box scores. Well, we don't need to hear that. (laughs) It's hilarious. That is. That's great. You know, because people play Sweet Caroline everywhere now. It's not just the the Red Sox fans. Oh, the Flyers had Mac Miller knock-knock for a while. Yeah, exactly. I get it. But to have a classic song like Gloria and have that become popular again because of a hockey team coming to Philly <laughs> and hearing it in a bar. Trevor saying the, the Jacks NYB, it's, it is a private That's bar. That's what I say. You know what we say. It's a restricted club, Wang, so don't tell them you're Jewish. You know what I mean, hey. I need my son. But what? But you think of Tony Bruno, a man who is an, I guarantee you everybody in Jacks NYB <laughs> knows who the hell I am. It's at 26th and like Shunk. Yeah, that's exactly. That's no, exactly, 16th and Shunk, that's right? exactly where it is, yep. I know where it is. I've never been in there. But now, I'm, next time there's a blue Sharks game. Now, you know I'm, I'm a Shark guy. I love the Sharks. I got, them the I got a Shark sweater that I can't find that's in storage. The Blues have never given me a jersey. So it's not like I should all of a sudden, because the, the Blues are using something that they found out about in Philly as their good luck charm. Right. But there's no way that I should not be allowed into the Jacks NYB club. They should let you in. For the next Western Conference Finals hockey game. But you're rooting game. for the Sharks, though. I don't. Th- it's, it's I can stri- be neutral here. It's a strictly, uh, you know, blues kind of crowd. I got a Sharks jersey. You know that, right? I got a Warriors jersey. You know what I don't have? A 76ers jersey. You know what I don't have? An Eagles a Flyers jersey. Or an Eagles jersey. Yeah, because I haven't bought them. Right. But I don't have to buy them. The Sharks gave me that jersey. I understand. We the Warriors fly. gave me the jersey. It's getting nice out soon. We gotta go. We gotta go to the. Uh, Is it nice? It looks like it's, uh, the sky's dark again. No, it's getting warmer. What I meant by that is that we were. Um, we got to get that show up and running for outside of the story. So I am now, yeah. I just had the Tony Bruno show on Twitter start following Jack's NYB and told them that uh, you just mentioned. Not mentioned. We did a whole 10 minute whole segment, segment on it. about the Play Gloria connection in Philly. That's awesome. I'll get a few bras named Gloria and bring them in. Oh, yeah. There aren't many young, you know, you know there's not many young chicks named Gloria these seasoned. days. Trust me, this is seasoned vets. Gloria Estefan, as a, obviously. How many other Glorias is there? Gloria Gaynor, mm-hmm. I Will Survive. Gloria Gaynor's a good one. I'm, right? I'm going to look this up. Famous so, Glorias. But they're mostly older women now. Gloria Gaynor, classic singer. Gloria Estefan, uh-huh. Miami Sound Machine. What other Glorias do you know, Ryan? Uh, Gloria. Gloria de Havilland, I think. Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem, of course. Gloria Swanson. Yeah, but these are all. That's what I'm saying. They're all old. Yes. Gloria. St- now, there are some y- younger ones. Gloria. Gloria Govan. I have no idea who does. And Gloria Berger or Berger. And of course, in Dallas, Jer- Jerry Jones' favorite, Gloria Hall, as Dean points out. <laughs> I want me some. There's Gloria. obviously Gloria Vanderbilt. Gloria really old. Um, I'm looking for younger Gloria. Gloria Vanderbilt. She's like a hundred yeah, years old. Gloria Fair. My point is. It's not a name that is uh, being given out to young no. baby girls anymore. There's a soap opera actress named Gloria, actress named Gloria Aura. Gloria. Aura. Oh, Gloria. That's, that's, that's great. <laughs> that was great. Dean. <laughs> Dean, you know what? Tip yourself. That was and great. A, and a YouTube star named Gloria Fair. Can we give, can we give bits back? I want to tip Dean. Like, I, I, seriously, that was yeah. a good one. That was good. Wait a minute. Alexa, play Gloria by Laura Branigan, please. 
to play Gloria on this Echo Dot, you'd need to upgrade your Amazon. No, I don't. You just played it for me, bitch. Would you like to learn more? No. Not right now. Thanks. I love how you say thank you. Okay. You can sign up anytime. I'm no, not signing up. Alexa I already Star. have an Amazon. You can sign up at any time you'd like. I have an Amazon Prime account. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Now she's listening. Here we go. There she is. See, she listened. Well, you just had I'm, to I'm, yell I'm a member. I'm, I'm a subscriber. Wow. I have Twitch Prime, so you can subscribe to the show and get this kind of quality. All you had to do was yell at Betty, and then she would do it? Yeah. Crank it up, Robin. And for those of Crank you... Crank that bitch up. For those of you who haven't figured this out, if we do not want her to listen or react, we call her Betty. So you're going to hear the name Another Betty Another name quite that's a uh, fringe like Gloria. Gloria! Well, we had to have a name that didn't sound at all like the real name. Now, tell me this song's not going to be stuck in your head all day. Oh, that's all we got. I know. This just gives a sample. It's a she taste. She just gives a tip for just a second. Just a little taste. Well, Wait, Bob we have from Valley Forge giving us the entire, like, LinkedIn. I mean, not LinkedIn. The entire Wicked. Gloria page. Leonard, of course. Frame it. Yeah, that's great porn knowledge right wow, there. Wow. We're looking old, I love Gloria Leonard. You want to talk about old school porn <laughs> legends. Bill Nye just called in and said, this show is on fucking fire. Mike <laughs> <laughs> 215. So you didn't hear that bit we played. We were all over that yeah, story that the other day. Everybody was late on that. We hear, you hear stuff on this show that you'll hear tomorrow and the next day on other shows. Or, or they'll play it on tonight's uh, programming. But exactly. if you want to hear it first, you got to come to the Bruno Nation Live. Love Gloria Lennon. Now, we have all sorts of stories that we haven't even gotten to, and you thought we weren't going to have enough uh, programming. No, we always have programming. No By the way, let me get to but the we... rest. Let me finish this hockey. Put a bow on this hockey segment. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Put a bow on it. Put it in the back of the net. Let's get it over with already. Jesus. It's only been 45 minutes. minutes. 47, actually. <laughs> let, me, let me put a ribbon on this bitch right now. <laughs> From the top, Tony, one more time. So tonight, in the Eastern Conference Finals, down in Raleigh, North Carolina, we drove right by there, Robin, and bowed in homage to the greatness of the Carolina Hurricane in deep, deep doo-doo. They ate a poop sandwich the other day. Yes, they did, Robin. You remember that story? Yes, the I did. Sandwich blah, blah, blah. But tonight, back home, down two games tonight against the Boston Bruins, the hottest team in any playoff series. They've won five in a row. They are cranking it while Dean is yanking it. I'm telling you right now, nobody's glomming the knob harder than Dean watching his Boston Bruins now that his Boston Celtics have been swept asunder and even... Did you see Terry Rozier? No. Terry Rozier out this morning on on with Streaming A. Smith basically said, they asked him, are you coming back to this Boston team that's now a disaster area after everything looks so good? And he pretty much said no. Now, his his reasoning is that he's not getting to play point guard. They didn't bring him in there to to the role that he had because he's not even the point guard. No, Kyrie Irving's the point guard. Who's the other backup point guard? Well, you have Marcus Smart comes in and plays a lot, too. Exactly. So Rozier's Rozier supposed to be the backup point guard. He played fantastic. He should be the guard. He should be the guard. And that's his argument. It's like, I came here for a year. I bought in, and now I'm not buying in. He's not demanding to get out of here. He's not, uh, he's not, he's not angry. They asked him a legitimate question. What's what going on in Boston now in hockey? Do you want to be there? And he, and he said, no. Because this is not what I was brought in. It's like when I get hired at a radio station and I've been doing the same thing I've been doing for 30 years and then I continue to do what I do, what they hired me for, and then they say, we don't want you to do that anymore. Right. What do you say? 
then why the hell did you hire exactly. me? Would you bring me here for the first place? And that's Terry Rozier. You brought me in here to be the point backup point guard to Kyrie, and I don't play backup point guard. Well, I'll tell you right now, a guy like Terry Rozier is someone who I wouldn't mind bringing into Philadelphia to play point guard for this team. A guy like Terry Rozier helps you a lot, man. Big time. Not Mike Rozier, of course, no, the Mike former Rozier. running back. You remember Mike Rozier? Another low. I think he was from Camden, Mike Rozier. That's good. He'll never admit it, though. Well, why would you? You're going to say I'm from the Philadelphia area. (laughs) Philadelphia adjacent. I'm from the Delaware Valley. Kemba Walker's available, too. I don't want any parts. you got to overpay for Kemba. And, and, you know, again, does he have an injury history? No, but he's a smaller guy. You know, you worry about big guys. score the basket. No, he can score the basket, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for Terry Rozier to Philly. So tonight, who do you like in Raleigh? Will the Carolina Hurricane rise up and play well? Where they play well at home? I, I picked the Carolina, as you say, Hurricane to play the San Jose Shark in the Stanley Cup Final. So I'm taking the Carolina Hurricane. They got to win. It's a must-win it's game. It's a must-win game, Tony. It's not do or die. You go down three nothing to the Bruins, and the Bruins are playing great. There's nobody playing better right now. The Sharks are playing well, but not as Boston is no, unstoppable. Boston is, is un- is They're a machine. Unreal. They've gone in their first two games of the series. Now, the first game was close. It was 3-2. They were losing in the third period. Bruins came back. And in the second game, they just blew their doors off. They're starting to assert dominance now. Exactly right, yes. So it's going to be a little tough, but i got to take Carolina back against the wall. This is... This is it. I mean, you don't don't win this game. You might as well stick the fork in them because it is... It's done. Exactly. It's done. In fact... It could get so ugly in this game. Mike Milbury may jump over the boards and start hitting Carolina Hurricane fans with a shoe. Right. If it gets too you ugly might see tonight. Gloria herself show up tonight. Mike Milbury will be in the house in the stands, tuning up fans like back in the day. So, and now Robin, you were getting to something when Tony was still putting a ribbon. Now we got updates to do here too. We, we have to t- bring... We haven't even gotten to one single one of those. I but don't we're think. breaking down big news, Robin. I know. There's a lot of shit going on here. Yes, there is. Heavy shit. There's always there's a, a lot, lot of shit, shit going on. <laughs> and you know about Especially shit. Especially on right. this show. You know about there's good shit. And there's bad shit. And then there's bad shit. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And that's the exactly. way you gotta roll it. And no more shit sandwiches in Carolina. Because you saw what Justin Williams, their captain, said the other night, Luigi, after they lost 6-2 to in Boston. And what was that, Tony? He said, you know what? Everybody's saying how well you're playing, and then you go out and you eat a poop sandwich. He didn't call it shit. He called it poop. You eat a poop sandwich, and you don't like it, and you have to digest it, but you want to eventually get that taste out of your mouth. On a poop oh. sandwich, is it, ke- is, it, is it mustard or ketchup on a poop I, sandwich? I think that's a good question. Should we put the co- poll up uh, on no, a poop sandwich? No, no, no. Can poop we just sandwich, not? do you go, do you go ketchup? Like, I don't care. I put mayo on it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said yesterday. Robin puts mayo on everything, so it doesn't matter. It's like the old joke about you never forget your first blowjob, but it's really hard getting the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Dean, Dean is just saying, Tony, kick her, meaning me, and those updates to the curb. This show is rolling. <laughs> I'm with Dean. Damn the show Dean. is great today. Well, we, you know, because we... we the show is great every day. There's camaraderie yeah. going but on. For example, I'm the one who discovered the Gloria thing, right? Yep. Not the Glory Hole. I'll be looking for that this weekend, like I always do, especially if there's a street fair here in East Pass Young. They fought, you know, the Festa Italiana is coming up. I know. But that's in June, so we got time. We let that marinate. We let the Italian girls marinate. By then, the weather will be nice, middle of June, the tank tops. All the glories and storage start coming out. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about Gumad Heaven. You oh, man. Click, you wanna... clack. <laughs> the wedge. Do they wear wedge? What's, what's more appropriate now for like a street festival? Wedges or like spiked heels, Robin? Wedges. Remember, it's for also sure. going to be hot. Yeah. So we got the high waist, 
oh, yeah. top action yeah. going. You got to go with a wedge whenever you're walking long distance. I found this out, and I found it out uh, at the at the Playboy <laughs> mansion. I usually use nine iron, though. I it can't was, get there with a wedge. It was several Playboy models <laughs> who informed me. It was, I'm sorry, I can't. It was several Playboy models who, uh, and, and one of the centerfolds who told me when we had that big Playboy Mansion event. Yes. They said, do not wear normal high heels. Find no. a nice wedge. Find a wedge. Find a wedge. You're going to take them off anyway, and you're going to be able to no, walk. No, 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 because they have, there's there's a lot of grass, and there's a lot of cobblestones it, at the Playboy point. Mansion. Yes. And so they said that it's dangerous. You'll get stuck if you wear high heels, normal high heels. So I, I found some really I nice bedroom. wedges. Whenever I went to the Playboy Mansion multiple times, as you know, Robin. He said I gotta use a nine. I can't get there with the wedge. <laughs> Come on, man. That's, that's hilarious. That's your PGA. That's hysterical. What are you talking about? That's your PJ Beth Page Black update of the day, oh, ladies my, and gentlemen. I, I was <laughs> gonna say something, but it's not kidding. It will never be that funny. It's just not gonna be that funny. That was gold. That was gold. Hey, you know what happens on this show? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And right now, but it's always right funny. Now. No matter what. It might be shit, it might be good, but it's always funny. My pictures are legendary in the Playboy Mansion. Oh, yes. In the playroom with women all over me in the, in the actual bed. It's not a bedroom. It's like a, it's like a little round room that has air well, mattresses. Well, no, the grotto in. is where... No, you... but the grotto is all... It's water. It's a swimming pool underneath rocks. But that's where all the women are. are... No, but I, there's another, another picture. There's the one playroom inside the mansion, not in the grotto. The grotto's outside in the pool area, and then there's the zoo. And it's all gone now. I'm so glad I got to do it because there'll never be another Playboy Mansion. There'll never be another Playboy party. Boy, I was in L.A. at the. I picked the right time to be in L.A. Yeah, man. you did. The end of an era. Lucky prick. And I was there at least four times that I can remember. Do you Couple remember who was time. there with you? Do you remember like anyone who was hanging around that time? Was it? Oh yeah. Like, like, no, I mean like, okay, because you know how they have. Ron Jeremy I, was, was always there, by you, the way. Okay, so you obviously you know they have the Playboy parties, which is yes. Some of you, but were you ever there just for like a private invite type of a thing? Yes, they, when, they have a they lot. Have, like, have, you know, maybe they have several celebrities walk around the, the grounds. There's there. always celebrities, no matter whether it's a private event, which I hosted one. When Robin went with me, it was a charity event, so it wasn't a typical Playboy Mansion party, but celebrities were there. You know always would be there? Ralph Macchio. No, no, he wasn't there. Paulie Shore. He was there sometime, but no, Ron Jeremy was there all the time. You know who else was there, Robin? We would see him all the time, too. Is the guy from Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous. Oh, he just died not that yeah, long Robin, ago. Robin, Robin, Leach. Robin, Robin Leach. Leach. Robin Leach was a regular at the Playboy. As Mansion. was Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding was there. Oh, Dennis I'm Haskins sure, sure was a regular. Was. Are you kidding me? You can't, you're damn you're damn right. I mean, there's, there's people there all the time. Not anymore. They sold the joint. So I only and then got he died. to go. Oh, I only got to go to the Playboy Mansion twice. Right. Once for a special invite. That was the one that you were hosting event, and then the other one was like the preview during the day. And we yeah, Robin got tour. to go during the day tour the grounds when it's when it's daylight, and that before was the only. Just put makeup on or anything. It was no, I mean that was before the bitches even woke up. That's right. You know what I mean? They were upstairs <laughs> in the room. What happened? All the girls they get evicted. Are they still allowed to live in the house? Well, no, only... he doesn't own the house. The yeah. house has been sold to the bimbo guy. So the guy who owns the bakery, Bimbo, owned the property next door to Hef. And so when Hef died... And well, actually, his... he bought it before Hef died, but in the, contract, in the contract it stated that the house would belong to Hef and Hef could live there until, until he passed yeah, away. Exactly. So, so, he would still, so it would still be operation as usual until Hef passed. Right. right. And, and but... Now, but Hef's daughter... Who was running the Playboy Empire? Mm-hmm. He, she decided no more parties. That we want to put an end to all that stuff. So the Playboy stuff died. 
Yep. So what do they do with the house now? It's the it's guy bought it and now he bimbo, owns it. The guy who owns the bimbo. bimbo guy. With is, he, is there anything going on? He lives there. Oh, it's just he just lives. It's just, it's just, just like it's this. It's this. He owns two properties. He owns his house and then the house next door. And he always pre- he was planning. The ahead. girls next door. They threw those bitches out of there a long time ago, man. Kendra was one. I see if Kendra's still laughing at the Playboy Mansion. You remember Kendra Wilkinson? Yes, of course. That was, she was on my show. That's from her being on my show and laughing. Remember, nine one eleven sixer says Tony would be going to the Playboy Mansion with other celebrities such as Scott Bayo, Ron Jeremy, and a Quaker Oats guy with the mustache. And unfortunately, it was too late for for Captain Obvious. He wasn't exactly. big yet then. He wasn't invited. Captain Obvious would have been there had Hef survived a few more years. <laughs> Captain I wonder, Obvious. I wonder if Fred Durst is probably still sleeping in the hedges somewhere. Probably. That's crazy. And that's great. You know. You know. Kendra Wilkinson was married to right. Yeah, Hank Basket. The former Eagle great wide receiver. And I use the word great Aren't they still married or did no, they, do, no, oh, they, they, they broke up? Huh? Apparently Hank was like the, the getting into it with, with another person who he thought was Hillary but ended up being Hank. I did not use the wax paper seat protectors yeah, on the oh, toilet at the Playboy. Uh, Wilford Brimley was not there though. No, he wasn't. No, he there. was he was he was he was at home you're, you're selling, you know, your test strips, your lancets. He was working on his buddy Ryan. He was going to be the, the uh, he was going to play Buddy Ryan yeah. in the movie in the 30 for 30. <laughs> Wilford Brimley as Buddy Ryan. Exactly. Wilford Brimley, Wilford I always Brimley thought... Wilford Brimley could be Andy Reid, though. That's true. He could do Andy Reid. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, let's get to an update now, because we got important stuff to get to, How many to, updates man. you have? I got a whole page of them. But since we're talking about the sex strike, now, have you indulged in the same... You know the sex strike story, right? Louis? I heard of it. Yeah, Alyssa Milano called it being yeah. Alyssa Milano's a maniac. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. She's Unfortunately, she's the wrong kind of maniac. Because when chicks are, are, like, crazy good, yeah. where they'll do, like, really good stuff... Have fun. Bad stuff, but becomes good stuff. She's not completely whack. No, but she'll set your house on fire. Well, no doubt about that. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll actually, she really would boil the bunny now in the house. You think so? Oh yeah, right. Wouldn't she be the type that would boil the bunny uh, in yeah. your in your house? Yeah, I mean, I, I she really has lost it. Uh, unfortunately, I think she's she's, she's gone so far so off the freaking delusional. Ledge, Robin. It's it's not even it's not even. No, I kind of told you the story, right? I told you yesterday about when we she used to be on our show on Into the Night. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was a cold. She was normal. Dis- she was normal back then. No, she was still wacky, but she was fun wacky. Now she's like not fun wacky. I don't care about her political beliefs, but she now has no, no grasp of, of reality. reality now. She's basically completely. You know, I kind of figured it out. And when you grow up, and you talked yeah. about this the other day about when you grow up as a young kid who's in in the world Show of celebrity. You grow up in this celebrity bubble, and it doesn't matter whether you are the celebrity yourself as a child or whether your parents were the celebrities and you are the child of said celebrity growing up in this bubble. If your parents have not made a concerted effort to make sure that you live in the world of reality and your peers... You just have no concept of what real people go through, what real people are suffering, and what real people have to do to survive. And Alyssa is very clearly one of those people that just yeah, doesn't I mean, get it. She was a lot of. She was a lot. She would come on the show, and I remember it vividly. In fact, I got to see if Tim Cates still has the tape because he's the one who called her. Yeah. And asked her to come on the show because he was a big fan. I mean, who wasn't a big fan? And this was back in the days when when she was when, making out with chicks in well, movies. What when, was that vampire movie that she did? Well, she was in. Um, well, she was she in. She was in fear with no, Mark Wahlberg. She was in the. Uh, the no, there was a there, vampire it was a lesbian TV show. It was a TV. No, this is a movie. This is no, a soft Robin's right about. Robin's right about the. TV yeah, I know show. she was in. Who's the? I'm talking about her TV stuff. No, I'm talking about it was a vampire TV show, and she was. It Wicked was. Or something like that. No, was it? Oh. She's making out with a chick, and there's there's boob yeah. shots. She's naked. I know it was a. It was on. It was on a cable TV show. 
what the heck was it? Charmed. 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 There was yeah, no nudity in Charmed. Yeah, there was. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Charmed was over the air. Oh, you're talking about Poison Ivy 2. Poison Ivy 2 was one. Fear, she was a little bit of a strumpet in that. I know what you're talking about, Tony. I'm, I'm trying to this find is not This is not a TV show, Robin, I'm talking about. All right. They don't get naked on the CW or the WB. I'm pulling up all our movies right now, Tony, so just.